Time to get weird in here with the show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Moore. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 329. 329, all is fine, Seven Eric. Five. The official, unofficial podcast of Jess, right? Your, Jess. your girlfriend, Jess. And here we are to talk only four books tonight. That is, I can officially, unofficially say that that's not a lot of books. When, when right. I say it, usually you're like, well, we had this amount then and this here, but four. That ain't so much with the idea well, that sometimes you say it like when we have seven books, not a lot of books. Tonight, no, everybody. I'm like, I've been listening to some old podcasts. The one we had 23. So that isn't that many. So, but nowadays things That's have changed many. a bit and we are going towards what they said was going to be a thinning out of the herd. Uh, I'm looking at the stats and all this. It seems like that is not going to be the case, especially once we get out of future state. They said, I will just have these side books. And now they're announcing some crazy stuff. But we'll see when that time comes, though. I will tell you, I look through the future state checklist. And while we go through January and February, probably only have six or seven books total each week. There's nothing that gets more than that, except for the fact that I wasn't counting on books also being black label. But we don't deal much with those anyway. But here we are for this Black podcast. Black label, smack label. Well, we have the, you know, stuff like this week's Patreon Spotlight had Bat and Cat. You had the Batman Catwoman book. We have been talking about Rorschach, stuff like that. So we'll see what we end up deciding to do and if we get lazy. Is it weird but- to me that, like, yes, that's Black Label we talk about. We don't really do the Black Label. But, like, when you have certain books like that, they feel like they, like, you know, throw themselves into the more of the main continuity. Obviously, Rorschach's a different Earth and stuff like that from what's going on. But it feels like it's more of the main DC universe than just, like, a Black Label. Here's a mature title, everybody. Yes. And, well, the... The Bat Bat Cat deal feels because it came off of the Batman deal and then they were going to come out. And I think that they wanted two separate things for that. They didn't want to have Tom King constrained, Eric, by that naughty thing called continuity. continuity. (laughs) Uh, But also, I think that they threw that as well so that Alfred could be a peeper. Eric and, and walk in and see Bruce what, and he Selena. He couldn't make be like he was love. in real life in the main continuity. You know he was a peeper. Well, he was, but before I like he to was. Imagine there are false walls in Wayne Manor. Certain portraits eye holes are cut out so you can just look through it at people now, walking down the hallway. Please tell me he's actually looking through the light sockets. That's the ones I like. But he used to use those only to watch penguin fucking penguins. Eric, that's what he used. Those <laughs> that didn't, that didn't happen. I don't yes, care what you it said. did. He said it did. He wrote it, and so with that peeping. What's worse? I mean, he is a kinky guy, that Tom King. And so he has a, you know, a mature, a mature. He said to that do Penny's it. father came looking for his daughter. <laughs> what does that mean? No, no. Well, Penny was I a know, penguin. But he went on Twitter and said that indeed, yes, penguin fucks penguins. He just went out and said it. He's the one. He's the he creator. He's the maker of dreams, Eric, and worlds. Nightmares. That's what he does. Uh, but with the whole deal, I will tell you, and I agree with you, where I say, hey, Eric, we talk about Rorschach. We should talk about The Last God. You're, you're going to tell me to go to hell. I mean, because <laughs> that has no connection, right? At what all. happens is... We usually go with just the big writers and if people want the books, basically, if Tom King, you know, the whole deal with Rorschach, that's big, you know, back at big. If it wasn't, we, you know, even Strange Adventures, we ditched. That's this week. Manship was asking, Manship sitting there and say, you have kept up with everyone. 
Yes, I went back you know, and reread the ones that I didn't read so I could read this week's. You should have told me because I told Manship that I wanted to do it, but you weren't reading it. So there, you, you should have told me that, but you did <laughs> why, not. Why are you telling Manship things you don't know? No, I said because he, you told me you weren't reading it. I stopped reading it myself, so I wasn't caught up. But yeah, he, want, he was hoping so it would be. Me. Well, he was hoping it would be on the podcast this week, and I said, mm-hmm. we're not reading it. We we haven't been touching it. I was uh, waiting for, for Alana and Mr. Terrific to kiss the whole time. They yeah. never did. Well, the thing is, that was like five issues ago. They were already doing that when they were walking <laughs> around in the snow. They were <laughs> sitting there with their faces right next to each other. Uh, but yeah, we, we don't talk about that. But yeah, some of the Again, big I books think that we was, start... That's what I thought this issue was for some reason off the no. top of my head. No, so you, you may not even be caught no, up, No, I right? did, I did okay. catch up, but I think I because I read them so like back to back so I could be no, caught this, up to do it. This one, uh, that when I paged through, this one is where you get the... Uh, the mind screw of the pick that was the guy screaming at oh, yes, the deal. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, this I did week. This. See? And maybe then we, you we and I talked, talked about, about it, though. It. Yeah, 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 maybe we could. I just <laughs> thought that you looked through it like I did. I page through them every time. I just don't read them fully because I like my sanity. And, and I like to remain positive, just like you'll hear all through this podcast, because I'll be so positive. Good. And you could go and find us at Twitter at WS Marvel, WS Marvel Comics, Weird Science DC. I had to do recap stuff and all this nonsense. But like that, Eric. That is the tie-in. If you follow us, we'll follow you back. You can also go to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, and read the reviews for all these books, including some by people that are not Jim or Eric. And also you can support us over on Patreon for as little as a dollar. You can help us keep on keeping on, but also get more, more, more podcasts, tons of them, including the weekly Patreon-only spotlight where the badasses, the Get Fresh crew, Definitely, definitely pick some big ones this week. And yeah, I'm talking Tales from the Dark Multiverse, Wonder Woman, War of the Gods, number one. Huge. You know, you know when a book's title's too long when you have to take a breath in the middle of <laughs> saying it. Oh, said, moly. That happens to you with most things, though. Batman Catwoman number one also was on there. That's the big <laughs> one. That's going to be where people will want to go over and listen to that. <laughs> we ended up having uh, a, what? What was it? An hour and a half almost. Yeah, podcast like 135. That. Yeah, it was, it was very long. And I think that people would be, you know, surprised to hear that we didn't hate on Bat Cat. We we really didn't. I actually liked it Ooh, more the gods, than huh? I thought it was. No, I hated that. It, it I just liked was, it. wasn't for me. And I was uh that's another thing. Manship said that it was a complete waste of money. I go with Manship there. Manship because Manship only buys complete no, no, no. waste of money. Manship though. loves everything. When Manship doesn't like something, there is a problem and he told me he doesn't like you. There again, that wasn't a, a problem, problem. there, was it? There you go. But we talked about the bad asses of the Get Fresh crew already. And here is the bad ass roll call, Eric. Here we go. I'm not going to mess around this week. Here we go. Let me get it up there. Jay Jennings, Josh Murray from Not a Robot Podcast, Ted Probst, Lawrence Lee, Forrest Polly Cam, Joseph Watchick, Matt Razor, D-Men 3000, All New Dave, Lady Abby, Matches Ballone, Niels T. Wart, David Fink, Joey Bear, Casco, Eric, I was I was corrected with that, and I hope no I time. said it right this time. Stephen Baum, Tony Walton, Jason Colby, Michael G, and Jason Colby is Sue Forty Two, by the way. Ken Halleck, Comic Boom, Rocky, Cellar Dweller, Mark Jager. That was just for you, Eric. Nobody will know what I'm talking about. Eric G, Algen Stoja, Nick Adams, Bill Beer, Ruben, Carlos, Lone Wolf, Marv, T Funk, Luke Hollywood, Simon, Luis. Manship, man, Manship was getting a hold of me all week. He, he, he doesn't know what's going on in these books. He said, Andrew Belfast, 
Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Vermillion, Bobby Bain, Dalton Edom, my man Pete from NYC, Batman Beyond, Mark, our man Rob Lewis, Brandy Murray, and Double A-Ron, Eric. Double A-Ron. And now I see when I go right with it, I have to now stall. Hey, you, you know what right I like? It. Hey, hey, hey. All right. What's going on? Is it still going? No, nah, it's over, Eric. That is the Can't you manually call. just turn that off, though? Thanks. No, because if I do, no. it just cuts off. It does not fade. So it you sounds that fade. terrible. Well, that it sweet, sounds sweet terrible. Fade. Uh, with that, thanks, everybody no, no, no. Before, who support us. I'm going back to the badass roll call now, because you said when you brought up Manship that Manship has no idea what's going on in any of these comments. Like, can you really blame War of the Gods then if he can't follow any of the books? No, he loves them all, though. And that one, he doesn't. I mean, for him to get a hold of me and say that he hated a book, he said, I hated it. It's a waste of money. And this is a guy who will, I, I can't even explain what shit that he'll get and say is great. Maybe like Mr. <laughs> so Miracle you're, you're or something. Me he's right? constantly wrong in everything he believes. Uh, no, I'm saying that when he is that mad that he doesn't just love something, then it really has to be bad. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. I mean, if we pick a score, add 17 points to it, and that's his score. And yet oh, he man, hated shit. that. He actually did get it. And he just, he was ho- two things. Yeah. I don't know what's going on in the strange <laughs> adventures. I can't wait to hear you guys talk about it. I wrote back, when was the last time you heard us talk about it? I was like, is issue three. I'm telling you, how does anybody in your mind, I'm just saying in general, have any insight on when Tom King's freaking nonsense is when you start seeing the, the TV scramble look on the comic page. I'm like, you just know nothing's uh-huh. going to make sense by the end. Yeah, well, you get that scramble, and that means there's a miracle at play. That's <laughs> what I say. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I try. I, I try to read that book, and I look at the reviews. Again, speaking of everybody song. else who loves it, uh, this is what I'm saying. I say this about Manship, and I think that you're telling me that Manship's a little slow because <laughs> when totally we go on and <laughs> when we go on to review sites, and we're like, "Oh man, that guy." And we, there's certain people. If all of a sudden we're like, "Oh my god, that person gave it a three. I mean, something must have really hit you know bad here, yeah. or that they're being a jerk and trying to prove a point, right?" Teen Titans, yeah, I can keep that. But you, you know, you have all that. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of that, that, I was going back and rereading Flashpoint because we have the Tales from the Dark Multiverse Flashpoint coming up next week. So I wanted to go back and refresh myself. So then after I got done reading that, I went to Comic Book Roundup and I went back to see what their reviews back in 2011 were for Flashpoint. And it mm-hmm. was crazy how many people were talking shit on this book. I'm sitting here, I'm wiping tears off my eyes at the end of Flashpoint oh my God, number just, five. Oh, I and thought I'm you like, meant from the reviews. No, I was no, like, no really like, people getting were just that. hating on Flashpoint. Yeah, I mean, here's because the of all thing. the times, I don't know if people were just overwhelmed and done kind of like death metal at this point, but well, that main book was really solid okay. in my mind. Well, Eric, let me tell you one thing at a point where I wanted to try to prove to people that the the reviewing game has slipped a bit, where you end up where people used to be critics and now they're just fans, uh, was when I said that one random week, this was just a random week of books, there were more 10 out of 10s for a random Harley Quinn issue than there were the whole Flashpoint series. And that is ridiculous. That is complete. And if you go back and look at some of these, and and maybe I will as well after the deal, if you look and click on the individual reviewers, I guarantee that most of them had aggregate scores in the sixes or sevens. There weren't a lot of people who were giving perfect scores back then. Everybody was a little more critical. You ended up having, because really, we're part of this. So I'm not saying it. 
The idea that there is legitimate comic book press is, is probably the best joke I've said on this podcast in years, Eric, because there isn't. Me and you are allowed to review books. I mean, seriously, who gave us the keys to the kingdom, Eric? Nobody. My we daddy took did. Them. We took he, those damn keys. He got keys. me some Batman comics. He said, well, you take true. your son and oh, you I go thought and you, you meant become that. somebody. I just thought you know, when he died, you figured I'd better Let make something of myself. <laughs> Let the boy review. That's <laughs> what they said back in the day. But yeah, legitimately, we're part of this comic yeah. book press. We're not handsome men, Eric. We're not Aww. learned guys. I'm Aww. not educated or I don't have proper hygiene. I'm, we're not the, the, the press. This isn't exactly, you know, Cisco and Ebert. We're freaking, you know, jackass and dickweed. That, that's what we are. And we still are there. And we even have people saying to us that we're actually more legit. I mean, really, we may be that. We're no MC Hammer too legit uh-uh. to quit because we want to quit every single Constantly. week. <laughs> Constantly. But Just yeah, the idea, though, I think like that people were five, a little right? more. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I went. Now, remember, when we first started the Patreon, one of the first things I did was go back and review those. And I loved it. I, now imagine I somebody it. giving that a three or a four. I forget no, which I, one it I was. can't. And that's when I got angry then. But then I remembered that. That's why I had that little thing in the back where Harley got seven, 10 out of 10. So let me go count the perfect scores Flashpoint got. Now, again, Flashpoint, a lot of people don't look at it as the be all end all. It's really good. There yeah. are some things, and it, it did get bloated if you read, you know, all the, all times. the times. There's a lot, crazy. but that's why I like Flashpoint a I lot. Find out more about because, this Canterbury cricket. Damn. Yeah, really. <laughs> I, I like Flashpoint as a story a lot because you, you can go and explore the Canterbury cricket if you want to, <laughs> but if you're not an asshole, you can just read the the thing, and it's it's very well done. It's very well done, and and it served us good later once we had thomas wayne involved with tom king's nonsense oh my god going just, yeah. back and reading it today and i'm just looking at this what happened to this character how good he was just a broken mm-hmm. man who wanted his son to be the okay, redemption that he got to sacrifice there. his entire world to make mm-hmm. sure his son was okay and flashpoint to the point where we get him in tom king's like, oh my god you and then tom king came out like, of him look at what he did this wasn't a sane man this wasn't whether he had his redemption he had he had given up and just the idea that his son might be able to do better he sacrificed the world the whole Not thing even do better just make sure that there's a world where he's in it yeah and i actually in my mind i took it also as he's got to be better than me look at me this is what, is. i would say that about my kids but they're all jerks yeah. so i i wouldn't have done it just imagine the they're like hey jim like me. hey jim like <laughs> y- y- there's another world where your kids are alive i'm like yeah well we're not gonna deal with that one <laughs> really yeah, let me think about this i'm gonna sleep on it even the idea that people forget that barry legitimately at the end was still thinking of of not changing stuff, oh, yeah. he still goes back to sit with his mom. It's so good, such such well, a good point, story. She's his lightning rod of this new. He's yeah. pulled out of the time stream and just brought right back to her. Yeah, so good, so good. Even even when he wakes up and he, uh, you know, and he goes around, it's it's so well done. But yeah, there you go. So everybody, the, go back. And what do we say at the end it's of the fun. Flashpoint podcast? <laughs> <laughs> See you later. See you in a flash. I'm right? telling you, I, I already started. What's the thing? Is I started reading the uh, the Flashpoint tales from the Dark Multiverse, and it just, I'm like, I, there was a weird situation. I have to go back and like, because I was just paging through, like we talked about earlier, when you get new books and you just look through things, and like, this seemed like a weird situation going. I'm like, oh man, what is going on here? I better go back and reread Flash. Flashpoint. Yeah. I'm like, this better work out for how much fun I just had rereading Flashpoint. Yeah. This better be really good. Well, we'll see, Eric. We'll yes, next see. week, Proms. You'll see. 
but we're going to go off now with this week's problems. Just four books. That ain't no problem. Uh-uh. That ain't no problem like a hamburger. Is that what, what they say? That's what Pretty the kids say nowadays. Us. When I'm dabbing, <laughs> I'm going to end up knocking over my coffee and, and my you mic. You have to when actually do it. It's the theater of the mind. Don't do it. I was doing it. Why do you think I have such a, a breathing problem when I'm reading things? You're I'm here dabbing. I mean, anything <laughs> we talk about, if I say like, look at Batman, he runs and jumps out. I'm running in here. Like, I'm doing this wrong. I don't know. Legitimate press, Eric. I'm not exactly in shape. <laughs> <laughs> here we go off to the books. No. Yes, everybody, it's time for the meat and cheese of the podcast, the reviews. And we have four books. As I said, we're going to do two sections of two. And there's some big books, even with having uh, only a few and including the ones on the Patreon spotlight. We had some big ones this week. And this endless winter is going to be the first one we're going to talk about. When we get into this, it is kind of the idea. Yeah, Batman ends up second. I actually thought, like, I usually end up having a blurb for the first book only because it's the Batman, Detective Comics, all those things that I write the blurbs for. And Batman usually does go first. Not now, especially when we get to that. Me and you argue about the, you know, worth of it. But Endless Winter is the big thing. And this is going to be the big thing for December. We are going to go through all these. Well, it is. It doesn't. I'm not saying that it it hit on all cylinders. I'm not saying that finale to death metal coming out this month. So is it really the big thing? No, Eric, that actually happens in the beginning of January. You are wrong, my friend. Yeah, uh, I think it's like the first week of January. It's a weird little carryover. So you're hey, wrong. I was going off of an old solicit sheet. Yes, well, maybe I'm wrong. But then again, I have five that does kids. Make more sense. I've been known to be wrong many a time. But there you are living a life of luxury. So maybe that's I am sin. wrong. And, and that, is true. that is true. And ghost hunting. Ghost hunting extreme is what I call you. So you end up, though, the big thing is still has to be that there's going to be nine issues of this in December. And so when we get to this and we start going, I need something with, you know, that's going to show me, all right, we're in good hands. Some gravitas. I need some Allstate here, Eric, as we go. And I also want to have something. We've been bitching and moaning about books, treading water, maybe skating on thin ice. I'm trying to get something to the cold deal, Eric, Who and I can't. knew that out of nowhere we get something like the Brave and the Cold to come here and save oh the day? My. You, you, you should have saved that a I little. I was so happy for the Brave <laughs> and the Cold. So, you got a hold of me. Listen <laughs> to my it. headline. <laughs> I did it, Ronnie. You did it. So, so you end up with this going on, though, that I needed an issue because... Because of this guy, and I don't know, 
a lot of people talking about this as positive. And it's funny because this Endless Winter 9 issues an event sort of deal in the December. Yeah. Well, then you also have, like you said, death medals going on and finishing. Then you have people looking forward to Future State or hating on it. And oh, Endless my God. Winter, so many people hating on it. I know. Endless Winter ends up being – I just – you made me depressed now. <laughs> Endless Winter <laughs> ends up being this thing that kind of gets it's left behind. Like and it's it's doing things. It's me at the lunch table in like you know high school during cafeteria alone. time. That's alone. what you're saying. Over alone there. by yourself. By I throw the milk at you, nerd. I'm I going yell. to the library to do my homework early. Right. I give you an atomic wedgie, which would be hard because I probably wouldn't need a step stool, but I'd still do it, Eric. And then I punch also, you one. You're 14 years older than me, so I don't know what the hell you're doing in my school right now. Somebody call I, the police, Eric. This is why I, I have a, a, a mark on my record that there's some time that kind of disappears. But you end up with all this. I needed a first chapter. I'm not saying it had to be great. I don't think it has to be a 10 out of 10. What it needed to be was big. It needed. To be important, it really needed to feel epic in my mind. And at points, it does, but not so much because I think that it gets caught up in a couple of things that we do with a lot of writers that don't normally write the regular books. It gets caught up in a, hey, look at us. We know what we're doing. Uh, We get this all the time. We'll talk more of when we get past your blur. But also, it just gets involved in like, let's have some fun. And then it took it down a notch. It, it really, it, it was a, a so weird and it? confusing start in <laughs> my right. mind. But you tell me the blurb and then we'll get into it. Justice League Endless Winter, number one, written by Andy Lanning and Ron Mars, with art by Howard Porter, Hi-Fi, and World Design, Marco Santucci, Arif Prianto, and Troy Pateri. Winter is coming, and in this DC Comics mini-event that feels like it takes place during Diddy's run on the Justice League, and in this issue we see that Superman can never pick up after himself because of this... Better late than ever. Sebastian Stagg. I was drinking right then. Salvaging. I, get a, I oh, told you jerk. where I was saying. I know you Sebastian did. Sebastian Stagg. Don't go behind the curtain. Sebastian Don't Stagg. look at the tall man <laughs> to lose her behind the curtain. <laughs> Sebastian what Stagg is saying? salvaging anything he can from the former setting of Superman's Fortress of Solitude. If that wasn't enough of a strange concept, we also have a supernatural entity known as the Frosting that was buried beneath Superman's former home, away from home, and now he's released, enhanced by the Kryptonian crystals, left behind, and he's going to make the whole world suffer. See, Eric, like most of those things we do, quantity over quality there with my sound effects. And, yeah, you start off, and what it seems is... Where people it. had been, I did it. People were discussing and, and questioning and talking. All, oh man, when does this take place? Well, first off, you know, it takes place before death metal. Yeah. That, that's all. Know, that's all end. it is. I mean, that is. And so people were trying you, to really you, like pinpoint is, it. You, if you really want to try to pinpoint it, you can't because this takes place somewhere within some point of continuity. I just go by the Just League team that we have here, which is what we ran with through Diddy's run. So like the the minimalized version of what we had going into Death Metal. Because you get Martian Manhunter, Hulk Girl, they're all out of this. We have the minimalized version. But when you try to talk about continuity, there are things in here. Yes, Superman's identity is out there. The Fortune of Solitude is now in the Bermuda Triangle. We have things that we can do to pinpoint, but when you have aspects like Catman being a villain in this, Black Lightning having his freaking daughters again, out of nowhere, you like really just throwing these monkey wrenches into what you're trying to do here because Andy Lanning and Ron Mars, while they might be competent writers and people I've enjoyed in the past, I, it feels like they've been removed from DC too long now and jumping back in fresh and not knowing what the freaking word is on what, the street. Here's what I'll give them though, because yes, I can say. Really, all I'll go with it happens before Justice League 39. 
that's when you ended up having the heroes jump through the door to fight Perpetua that leads into stuff that happened after that obviously would have been before you know you have that weird sequence so before, of events so and like, things you know, like before that. that so before that so you know that is where we had that so you have that going on but and even though normally after that, though stuff that took place before that during Diddy's run well I'm saying that's what I'm saying all yeah. that took place before that anyway so all that and that's the kind of generic hey when did this take place before that's all we're never going to be able to pinpoint exactly like you said some things have changed a bit but the idea of you know having these things i think that maybe the things like black lightning's daughters who were his nieces in the last tony as isabella miniseries they're changed i think that they may have cousins yeah no i think they were his nieces and the thing is i think that that's what they wanted to do maybe they told him hey if you're gonna have black lightning because there's no reason to have black lightning here especially at this beginning maybe he ties in more later I think that maybe that was something that they made them do because I'll tell you, with what seems like they probably got a checklist. Hey, let's find out what's going on. Let's what what are we going to do? They they play it pretty well in certain ways. It, like you have Sebastian Stagg who now owns Stagg Industries that's in litigation ended. because of the terrifics, and it's spelled out very well because. Any other person would be like, hey, robot there? who owns Stag Industries? Oh, it's Sebastian Stag, but there's, I'll just go. No, it even says, there's you know, hey, struggle you struggle with him and Sapphire. Yeah, there is. And that's how it ends. So it, it actually plays out really good. Now, you have other things in this. Again, it's more of the, hey, everybody, look, we know what we're doing. And that's what I think this issue is. Hey, let's make sure everybody knows that we're on the up and up. Let's make it so that they know this is in some of the continuity. And let's go with it. Aquaman shows up and he will not shut up about being married Man, and have a kid. He loves his wife and daughter. Oh, my God. He shows up and like, hey, Aquaman, what's up? Oh, I'm on a honeymoon coming up because I'm married and have a kid. Oh, that's Thank good. You, well, we better stop these guys. Who, you know who would like this? My Andy, wife and my kid. My I'm daughter gonna go that on a honeymoon I had recently. Woo, we're on an island. My this is kind of like Mara. where we want to go. Uh, on a honeymoon like this is all he'll get to okay we get it it's so funny throwing the black lightning concept in there because like you know leading into things like wally west coming back and being upset about his kids disappearing or whether or not he ever had it in this timeline stuff like that black lightning was always my go-to i'm like oh shit what's black lightning gonna do when he realizes his daughters were taken away from him and now here they are it's like well i guess nothing because here they are again i guess my freaking analogy for this is out the window and and yeah there you go and and, but with that you have Really, kind of the centerpiece at the beginning is Barry Allen. Barry Allen's just running around asking people how they manage between being superhero and their private life. There's weird things where I like the depiction of some of the characters in this, but like, you know, Barry, he's his normal, justly goofy self for the most part. Yeah, that's the problem. You have him going around being mopey Barry from the other book, like, hey, guys. How do you guys balance work in your home life and stuff like that? Well, we're done work now, Barry. The way I would do it if I were you, go the fuck home. Stop go asking the fuck people home. and go home. I- I'm telling you, if I'm one of these guys, gals, and like, hey, how do you uh, – my first tip is go and see Iris. I mean, don't ask me. The, the minute, you know, the, the hour that you're talking to me, go and talk to Iris because that's the thing. Like, and it's one of those, like, <laughs> generic things. Hey, what does Barry do in his book through the whole Joshua Williamson thing? Oh, he's always upset that he can't have a problem. Private life with the personal life and the, the superhero. Yeah, and it, it ends up being goofy, and that throws off my whole like him feeling and of it Superman being feel weird in this because Batman's Batman. He's actually fine in this whole issue in my mind, the way he's depicted. So is John Stewart and stuff like that. Arthur, 
He's a happy man now that he's married. He's got a daughter. Wonder Woman doesn't do much. No, she's, she's there, though. She's doing her thing. I don't mind the way she's depicted for the most part. But like when you have Superman, who is insti- he's the linchpin of everything going wrong in this because he can't pick up after himself because moving the Fortress of Solitude after it's destroyed, he just leaves all his Kryptonian crystals and other shit laying around here for Sebastian Stag to go and salvage Zen and freaking cause this big uproar with the Frost King, who also, another fourth concept, Appears to be buried right beneath where the Fortress of Solitude was, and now yeah, is, like, it's very know, fused with the Kryptonian crystals, is giving off Kryptonian. So he's enhanced just from like you know where Superman decided to put his fortress and then leave his ship behind. So I'm like, what is wrong with you, Superman? Is this why Lois left and went to Chicago because you couldn't pick up after yourself? Oh my, probably. That, and, but Steel. there's again, that's another deal with Andy landing around Mars. They, they take to something the man of tomorrow. His wife yeah, left really. him. That's what happened. <laughs> he's now the man of yesterday because he's crying all the yeah, time. You end up with all Ooh. this going on where I like that you're tying in, though, the destruction of the fortress. Now, you don't have to make it that when Rogozar destroyed the fortress of solitude in Man of Steel, Superman ended up relocating in the Bermuda Triangle, much to the Zebellion's, you know, chagrin. Well, they find but out. That could be a really cool here. story if somebody yeah, goes with that. But we've mentioned, I think, about some things with the fortress, but never did we think that the big, you know, thing of the story would be that he went to make a new fortress without cleaning up the ship from behind. I just and imagine that's what if it's depicted the like the way that we had in other Superman, like even let's say the Superman animated series and other things, where he has his own personal alien zoo of like you know things, where that is still down there. He just left everything to rot. I just, w- I just wish that it would have been one thing that he accidentally did not see. It ended up being buried, thought destroyed, but. This is a giant crater of Kryptonian crystals. Now, this that is, is being a Superman salvaged by Sebastian Stag, and this is not yeah, even. Stag, and like, who knows you know, what he's going to do? And the, the chunk that he pulls out, it looks like a containment unit for a doomsday. For the way he pulls out, like I don't know exactly. I want to think it's some kind of Kryptonian crystal, but I don't know what he pulled out of the ice and then flew away with. It just looked gigantic, and I'm scared. Yeah, so he ends up leaving this. And I mean, is that Superman? I mean, he got right on doing that stuff with the bottled city of Kandor, right? He's a guy who's a go-getter. He's not a procrastinator, but it it just feels weird. And I think that the play here- That's why he's the man of tomorrow. He's always putting (laughs) shit off. (laughs) Yes, really. It's a man of a month from now (laughs) is what he is. Oh, my God. But you end up because I think that this is one of those where usually when we have a story like this, it's always Batman- Messing up in a way that he doesn't want to mess up, but he won't talk. Did he say not I have at a this contingency time? plan. I have that. And I think that they wanted to change that up. And this was kind of a clever way to figure it out, but it makes Superman look like a real jerk. Now, you have Barry going around as they are going and, you know, you have them going to stop really huge villains, right? Because this is an epic story, correct? Yeah, Eric, you're going to have the, the worst of the worst. that this small island, Mithali Island in the Arabian Sea, is taken over by supervillains. It's not like, you know, end of the world type shit, but you are have supervillains. Super are kind of good villains, right? They, they, they are supervillains for the most super, part, whatever we're doing here. They even say they're D-listers they as have they taken go to over attack. an island, and now the Just League is showing up to take the island back, and that's okay. It just so happens to be that the villains that we're dealing with are Icicle Jr., Catman, Multiplayer, and Rampage. These these are fine villains besides for Catman, who I like being an anti-hero with the Secret Six, but, you know. Does this need all of the members of the Justice League, do you think, or maybe two? 
maybe one. But they all go, and that's that does. I think that one of the things is it allows Barry then to just Barry's doing nothing but yapping with the rest of them, and he goes over like, to each of them. Here, that mean we just go like, Karen, can we just call Firestorm in to take care of this? Yeah, really, that'd be cool. You'd like that, right? And then he gets sad and blow up like in that Doomsday's clock. You end up where he goes to Barry goes What's to John Stewart. Hey, John Stewart, what's up? How do you do this? Well, I just do what I got to do. And he goes and he gets to Superman. And I started laughing out loud. He's like, hey, Superman, how do you manage to go between, you know, the private life and the family and the superhero? And he goes, well, what I do face is, he, that. he just, he goes, what do I do? I end up sending my son off with my crazy dad who I just found out blew up Krypton. And then he ends Helped up throwing him in a Krypton. volcano so that he ages and may be insane. Basically what he's saying, don't let Bendis write your book. That's what he's saying. Eric. Oh, That's my, a hot take for you. My wife moved to you. Chicago a long time ago. We no longer share we, a residence. We have a special, you, single tier special wedding relationship. When he's asked this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, you don't ask him. We have a better chance asking Batman at this point. It's funny. He asks everybody, but I don't actually think he gets to Aquaman, who may actually well, be able to tell is, him that like, I'm married and I have is, a kid. He's going around. He wants to know how to help his home life because apparently that's a problem with all the stuff. Because you, well, you never see him at work, so I don't know what the hell he's doing. But the idea that all right, Superman didn't really help me out. He has to go do Superman things. What a jerk. So I'm going to go and interrupt Black Lightning and his family's Christmas yeah, while they're doing the trade so to the, stand around and talk to him. But it's so weird to go and just do this Black Lightning. But it's even weirder to me that Black Lightning – he has a secret identity. You know, Jefferson Pierce doesn't want yeah. everybody to know that he's black lightning, <laughs> but he is standing around in a winter sweater with the black yeah, the lightning sweater. lightning things from his uniforms into this whole thing. I'm like, I don't know how many people you're fooling. And if your daughter's made this for you, tell them to lighten up on this. Your daddy's trying to keep a secret. Well, Eric, they haven't been the daughters. They, they haven't been back that long. Eric, they're, they're, they're getting they're used to it again. They're, they're dipping their toe in. It, yeah, it yeah, is we funny. your daughters or we your cousins today? Quiet we down, don't lightning. understand, daddy. And we made you a sweater, Barry. It just says, I am the Flash. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, kids. Uh, and honestly, but yeah, they with go, them, because they are young girls, he's calling them Barry and everything like that. I'm like, it's day on the Airy Bay. Yeah. Again, though, you get that sort of little faux pas when you have people just jumping in for a story like this and not longtime writers of these characters at the moment. I think they're just trying to tell. But the idea that you end up having Superman... He done messed up. That That's the tie yeah. that will make Superman feel responsible. Okay, that's fine. But you fight very D-list characters as a full How Justice you. League. You take them down. They go off. But in the meantime, Barry's, villains. Barry's going around. No, nobody's saying Icicle Jr. is a great villain. You, you're not even going to say that. So stop is pretty it. much one of the biggest villains that Firestorm has. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and Firestorm ain't no A-list. He's an I, A-lister I hate to tell in my you. I mean, here's the problem right here in front of me. Usually the villains don't overcome the list of the, the hero that they're fighting. So stop it. They even say that, oh, what are we doing with these T-lists? So you end just up taking all on this. Superman. She's, she's you end the up shit. showing all the, yeah, also took a uh, Supergirl too yeah. and nonsense. But you end up where you get the kind of jokiness the deal with Barry and we're halfway through the issue and I'm not feeling like this is big. Look, uh, and you also, got salvage, and de- salvage happenings in the Arctic. You got D-list villains yeah, but over the Also, island. just imagine the salvage <laughs> happenings are a nod to the Terrifics book that nobody read. So you're not giving me big things yet. I actually felt like, wait a second, what's going on? This really is starting small, small. And I think that that's maybe the case because they want the Frost King to come 
and be the oh my god now it hits but it doesn't play out as well to me as something that i need to be convinced that i am going to go through a whole month and nine issues really excited about this and when you do end up where you know there's a storm coming in the arctic they're getting out of the salvaging kryptonian crystals that have seeped into the deal and you do end up having these Ice, ice monsters and monsters come up and attack the people, but not really do anything. It, it seems, like but maybe the Justice League maybe eat their equipment because they kind of left out. But you know, you have that, and okay, we're we're starting to pick up. The Justice League has to come back. They end up, you know, doing all these things when they do get there. I I thought it was funny where Superman. I think he notices right away where they are, but he doesn't want to say anything just in case they oh, can man, figure guys, this out real I quick. I didn't realize until yeah. right now. This I'm is telling where you, I at the one point, solitude, get out of town. Yeah. Yeah, he has to say it after a bit like, oh, shit, things really went bad. I better, you know, come clean. And, and it Before seems that, like, I think you know, he's like, eh. Somehow those Kryptonian crystals, I, I thought, I, you know, I gathered them all, obviously, because I'm Superman. I'm a responsible guy. Somehow they seeped into the ice when I was here and didn't realize it. Maybe this supernatural entity now has, you know, enhanced strength and power because of this Kryptonian technology that he's infused with. I don't Sebastian, know, guys. Sebastian Stagg. Dug like two inches in, and there were crystals that can impale the biggest of giants. I mean, really. And so, with that though, if this, you know, the coincidence that the Frost King somehow below, yeah, if 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 the Frost King didn't happen to be right under there and and get that, I mean, you could have had any villain come and grab these crystals. I don't know science, Eric. I don't know what these things do, but it couldn't lead to good if, say, a Lex. I just know that people like Lex that can go and grab them, they can start creating kryptonite islands off the coast of america making right. new real estate making a movie that it's people gonna hate. be real estate problems that's what's getting but that's what got me it wasn't off. just the idea that oh man they're there that it's that this would have went bad at any funny? point the idea that this is pretty much the basis to a degree for superman returns where Alex superman goes returns. Gets the kryptonite crystals of oh, the kryptonian crystals there. and it's like all right now i have the power to do this and now sebastian stag is pretty much doing the same deal yeah, yeah, that's what it, he might be doing, actually. And it would be funny, actually. That would be kind of fun. But when you end up having these ice monsters come that, you know, they're all, you know, infused with stuff, everything's going wrong. I, I just, I really think in my mind, okay, here's Jimmy Boy here. I'm scared. I'm running scared of everything, including life, Eric, right? I don't need Obviously, I've seen them. your life. I don't need anybody to have to spell out that these ice monsters are sentient or not for them to attack them and take them down. It's just a little bit of a trope that drives me nuts every time of like, oh, we can't do anything. Nah, they're robots. Right, I'm like, really? Some stuff here, Jimmy. Them robots kill might have been things. programmed to love. I'm telling you, what would they, they have done if, these, pain. if these ice monsters were as sentient as a wolf? What, they're, they're not going to take them down? They're going to take I them mean, to a they, zoo. Well, what they could still do that now. Uh, I mean, the, the whole deal is it takes things. Th- th- this is the thing. It doesn't mean anything of anything. You always have to say it so that one asshole isn't on. I think that these ice monsters should have had more rights. I was really upset. Down with the well, superheroes. Peter gets a hold of everybody to be pissed monsters. off about something. They, they sit there. I think that they're going to have to fucking vote on this every time now when they fight. Oh my god, we're fighting Dark Side. He's sentient. Oh well, there we go. Even. With the idea, they're, sending, they're still, the e- cut where they they're kill still evil. Here. They're still trying to eat 
things. You know, just fight them. You don't sit there as an aside. I don't know if we should fight these ice monsters. Oh, no, I think we should. But they end up fighting them. And then you end up with the Frost King. He comes out of his crater. Finally free. And the Frost King will have his vengeance. Oh, my, Jim. What could the Frost King be talking about vengeance? It's the first time we've know. ever seen him. What does he mean? And that's one of the things where because it feels forced, the Frost King feels like he was buried or like, you know, his tomb was right beneath the Fortress of Solitude. You and I were talking before we got on the mic about the idea of like when he was originally defeated in 10 AD, that the idea that they, you know, dispersed the Frost King where he became all cold, like he's cursed for all time to be the cold. And then where the Kryptonian crystals are here in the Arctic, where the cold, you know, seeped into this. And this is why he has emerged here. I really hope it's something along those lines that he was actually just not buried deep beneath the Fortress of Solitude. Cause it's a little too much going on here. That that it was weird because I was real. I'm like that's that's me when I get up in the morning. Exactly. Giant even arms. the even the deal. I'm young. I'm the frost king. Got to shave these because, ones down. Because Tanya spent all our money and we have no heat. Yeah. Eric is why I say that. Um, I just thought you didn't have yeah. any love in your heart. No, no, I don't that either. Plus, I usually do like to wear the demonic intercontinental championship belt, Eric, that he has. Look, you're just on. getting ready and for a freaking metal show. That's all you're doing. Yeah, really. He is. That's like, he's like, where is Gwar traveling in these days? And goes off to find him and then gets there and realizes it's one of the non makeup shows. I have him do a freaking whole metal show where he wants to tell me about the dark elves. I'll be all about it. That would have been good. Also, he'd get up, death metal, hold my beer, assholes. He starts going cold yes. and frost metal yeah he's frosty but you end up with that where Actually, I don't he ends up i feel like when we say metal too many times death metal is going to show up here and i don't want that to happen so let's leave this behind what, what is what is this beetlejuice or is, candy, is this a beetlejuice thing or a candy man you want to go candy man all of a sudden shitty books come out from his rib cage ah! is that what happens ah! uh with that though you he looks cool and yeah, i like howard nice. porter's art it's very howard it's porter-esque okay. obviously uh a lot of people do not like his wonder woman face I i've actually either. defended him that's one of the things that is the I deal on like Superman face, not a huge fan of his flash face. Okay, there you go. Uh, but when the Frost King comes out, he's stretching his you know limbs there. He's a little little tense. Also, he's seeing shit because he has been gone a while and sees the deal of his vengeance who he wants to get and it looks like the justice league i'd like to say justice league bc just because of the idea that it reminds it's me the BC of the avengers, avengers bc yeah. deal uh but over i'm calling the 10 Aaron. ad justice league it's weird you say that i go with the 10 ad eric you i'm would. not smart uh but he sees them and you you end up seeing a couple of them here it's a vision i'll get them and then he ends up seeing the justice league himself and just completely goes like nuclear ba-boom luckily they have john stewart there to save them with a ring eric i'll remind you not a tattoo ends up where it he envelopes them in a bubble of the green lantern deal and that's where superman's like uh yeah I think I done messed up, guys. Remember how you're always yelling at me at the Hall of Justice that I don't clean up my mess afterwards? <laughs> it doesn't just happen with lunches. That dude takes the I, last I, I bit really, of coffee and doesn't make a new pot to it. I had to, yeah, he does. Well, he's always busy. And it, he says that, and you see him. He's just, like, standing around, just sitting there with tear about John. Uh, but, yeah, this ends up causing a lot of problems right away, and the whole world is pretty much chilly. a winter wonderland, right? It's Even all in Kondok. Yeah, Kondok, and that's big. And you have Black Adam, who 
was in that vision. Well, that's when the thing he, is we find out at the end. Came. So we have this great thing where we see it in conduct after all this time. How can it be happening again? And then we go back to 10 AD in Egypt where the – I'm going to call him the 10 AD Justice League. Go to the Wizard Shazam to release his original champion who's already been locked away. And like, look, I, I locked him away for a reason. But if, this, if you need him, you need him releases Black Adam, who wants to make the world pay, which is a way, terrible way to start this team out. But you have Hippolyta, you have the ancient Swamp Thing, you have the Viking Prince, and now you have Black Adam on the team to take down the Frost King, who is making his appearance at this point. I'm like, I care way more about this 10 AD Justice League than I care about anything going on in present time. Like, I want to see more of this story and less of the present day one. And it's funny, when the Frost King comes out, and looking like Lobo a bit, too, uh, he comes out and, and sees that Lobo. vision, sees that vision of, you know, the tricksters, and it is the Apollo, Dark Elves. the Viking Prince, and uh, Black Adam. And then, but I'm like, is he not so mad at the Swamp Things? Because he didn't <laughs> well, see him there. Nobody looks like there. a giant green monster in front of him, yeah, so I can understand. Like, I'm going to get you. I don't know. You know, you, you actually, you could go with Jon Stewart. He has the green, so that might have been able to do that. But you end it's a up stretch. <laughs> Yeah, it is, but it's green. You plastic man with this much stretch. It's green. Oh, my. You end up where then you see that, and there we go. He's going to go. They're going to get the – and we're going to find out, you know, the story that's the two-part, dealing with the Frost King at the same time of seeing what happened in the past, what led them, and how he was in prison, whatever happened. I'm guessing that it's going to be a twist and turn where the Frost King wasn't exactly the the worst of the worst, but they had to do some things Look, to him. And, if he's and the guy who wanted to make an endless winter and you know do all this global climate kind of deal where it's going to be you know cold all the time, you got to put that shit away. Yeah, I you think don't need that, that that's just now. I, I'm telling you, you think if this we is go, an after effect of them turning. I like, think you that know, he's just him? pissed, and he's also infused with the. So this probably is one of those. Where well, he was kind of bad, and we got, and now he's worse because now of the curse. something has to have gotten him a bit. But the idea of nine issues where we're going to find out what he did, and at the end, like, yeah, he wanted to freeze the world and we imprison him. I think there's going to be some twists and turns, or at least I hope. But by the end, I'm excited. I like the art, especially at the end. I was really excited about that and seeing, you know, this past team. We we always like different iterations of teams. Love and it. this is something that obviously you're never going to get many times. Apollo, Black Adam, uh, Swamp Prince. Thing. Oh, Viking Prince over there. <laughs> Viking Prince. So you end up He's doing something it. pretty cool. He's like, we, we can we use Thor? I wouldn't do that. All right, Viking Prince. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a cool it's deal. It's a cool deal. And we can go forward with that. And again, you know, seeing how they can react in the present while also dealing with what happened in the past seems pretty cool. But it, it took a while for me to get into this issue. But yeah, I'm in. I'm looking forward to the next issues the past and stuff. stuff like that. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. But in the, not the, present, in the stuff. present, it was just kind of goofy and not really much going on for me to really grab her feet. Barry's big. weird. Superman's a dope. I'm like, I don't need this to be the way the the story like works itself out. Frost King, he's cool. But, you know, show me the thing that started this out way more like, you know, I, I don't even know. I don't even need a present day frosting. Like if if, if Tempest Fugionaut wanted to come out and be like, you know, I always tell you these dark multiverse stories. Let me tell you about a prime multi, like a regular multiverse you, I story. I don't need Tempest. And I just need them to start with a flashback. Do the whole issue just, with what I need happened. somebody to tell me. It's like why we're having a flashback story. Like I just want to tell you a story. All right. I can sit down for a little while. Tell me a 10 AD story. 
Yeah, so I could have went with more of that. I could have went with just the present day, having Sebastian Stag digging, something goes on, oh no, there's a disaster, and then switching the flashback to show what might have led to that and take your time with that. But overall, what did you give it? I gave it a 6.8 out of 10, because while I dig the background stuff, don't care for the present day stuff so much, you know, aspects of the characters good, while other aspects of the characters were bad, and I'm just not a huge fan of Howard Porter's art, you know? It's like one of those things where a lot of the things look okay, but other ones I'm like, hey, look, there's Bulldog Face Wonder Woman again. It's not a thing that I'm really a big fan of, but there That's are what a people lot. Said. I know. There's a, <laughs> there's a lot that's okay here, though. Yeah, I like it. I gave it I'll give it a seven. I, I'm I'm not fully like, oh man, you gotta read this. Oh, crazy. But I'm on board enough to keep going. Obviously we would anyway, but I'm not irritated by Am it. Am I taking though. December off? No, I I just wish that it started bigger. I think that that was on purpose to lead and and amp it up to when the Frost King comes out. But by then, I was just like, this is supposed to be the big deal. And you're giving me that generic play of the Justice League that every new writer jumps on and does something where they're like, okay, we'll throw a little of the current deal. Superman will mention that he has his identity out there. Barry will act like a schmuck. Batman will hide in the shadows. You know, you're you're getting pretty much the tropes there. And I John didn't really Stewart, Wonder Woman that. won't do much. Yeah, they're just hanging in the back and, you know, stuff like that. So hopefully, yeah. Because really, ramps what are they going to talk about with their continuity right now? What's been going on with them that they want to talk about? Yeah. She's like, listen here. You ever hear the liar, liar? I don't know. <laughs> it's like, man, that Maxwell Lord, huh? And then John Stewart's like, I know. Justice League. That's all he'd say. <laughs> they're like, what? You don't have anything else to say? Um, well, um, no. Yeah, uh, yeah. Grant Morrison, the Green Lantern. They're like, please don't mention that. He has nothing to say, really, because anything that he's really doing takes place in the future of this anyway, because of the whole death metal and stuff. So we have that. So yeah, what are they gonna say, really? Uh, and then you're like, hey, why don't you get a hold of like the whole Green Lantern Corps and come down here? Yeah. All right, whatever. Batman 104. They don't have anything for John to do, though. Uh, it looks like big things in future states, so that'll yeah. be pretty cool. Because people love John. Batman 104. I just wanted to throw that out there. Good. I didn't know if you knew that. I'm a Guy Gardner fan, I'm a Kyle myself. fan myself. You don't get a lot of Guy. You don't get a lot of or Kyle. Guy. I like Guy Gardner's Canadian cousin, Guy Gardner. I don't think he, you do. You don't see him much. Hey, it's me, Guy Gardner. Classic What's Canadian. What's going up? I have the bar. Les Warriors is what he says. Batman 104, written by James <laughs> Titan. Like words four. anymore. <laughs> Hey, what's it going on? You have to go to the bathroom. That's not the place to wee wee. Batman 104, written by James Tynan IV. I thought that maybe there were two writers on this, Eric. I thought it was Pete and repeat. Art by Ryan Benjamin, Danny Mickey, Ben Gale, Gilliam March, David Baron, and Clayton Cows. Eric, there are, yeah, there are four. He's 40. He's a man. There are four <laughs> artists on this book, Eric. I just wanted you to know. I didn't realize. Yeah, I did a little. I'm telling you, the one part's of the Batgirl and Nightwing, you could definitely tell, but yeah, it, it yeah, didn't take me out the of the story. Didn't it, Didn't you think at one point before, like you didn't even go, ch- you, you didn't have to, but you saw that and it took you out. Didn't you think for some reason, like, why are they going really cartoony with these? Are these supposed to be like a side deal? It was really odd. James Tynan continues his Ghostmaker story by telling us a tiny bit more information about the villain's past and his connection with Bruce. But it feels like this whole thing is stuck in neutral to get us to 2021 when Tynan can tell a bigger and hopefully better story. 
Except what Eric says. We thought Ghostmaker was a generic Henri Descartes nobody, and nothing has come up since to make me change my mind. We also get a little uh, bit of Clown Hunter, but again, it's nothing we haven't seen except for Batman spilling the beans to up the ante in a weird, weird thing at the end where, you know, you might have been able to calm down Ghostmaker slightly. Not Ghostmaker, Clown Hunter. I also think this is why Bow's targeting Harley Quinn, though. Yeah, but he did say before, we've already seen this. He, he didn't say exactly, but he said, you were with the Joker. He killed my parents. We we saw this before. Now it's just, I guess that he probably was, but Batman has to be the narrator here. We'll that say, James Tynan doesn't know has to make on. sure. Yeah, I just think it's James Tynan has to be like, well, we better spell this out fully. Um, but yeah, with that, why wouldn't he have gone for Harley immediately? And he, he was, was protecting just the clowns in his neighborhood and stuff like that. But she was around. And I just he they don't have much from the do after all the clowns just have taken vengeance. off their masks. There's only one left. There's two clowns here. You and Harley. He can't go after you, Eric. He'll be in trouble. So he'd have to deal with me. This is what I was going to say. But because I'm going to kill you it, with this, <laughs> no. though, you end up having James Tynan to me. He's Mr. Setup. He he always has been. You end up having Just League Dark. I don't know if you know this, Eric, but it took a while to set up this whole Upside Down Man and the Just League Dark. In fact, he didn't even finish it because the time he had to go off and you have Ram V finish. He's good on the setup, but rarely do his his things don't hit at the end. We had the designer when he first jumped on. We had a lot of issues with the designer. It just kind of fizzled to lead into the, the Joker War. Then we had the Joker War where you set up the, the Monarch Theater, all the theaters, all the money going. And that's one of the things that has been left behind here that I think is a misplay. I would have rather with this little bit of space, and it does seem, you, you, you may be able to convince me, but I doubt it, that this story is write a smaller story here so that we can get to twenty. 21 because he is going to be writing the book continuing in march then you have all the time in the world but you have to you can't have a story in the middle and then go okay we'll get to there you can make concepts and stuff but i would have rather have seen him dealing with the repercussions of the joker war in a way of the money him not having that we only got that one little mention recently of which we still might going forward batgirl saying but we i'm saying though but right now you could have dealt with that in the five four issues that we have because now it stops for two months. Well, that's the thing. Is, you know, too, next the whole issue. idea that we are going into future, you know, like future state kind of thing with a future figure out why, like, you know, what's going on with the Batman situation. Everything that we're dealing with right now and coming back from after future state is what's going to lead to that future. So the idea that we have Damian Wayne out and about saying that my father is not doing things right. I'm going to prove that he's not doing things right going my way. And Ghostmaker coming down telling him the exact same thing. It seems like this is a linchpin of something that's going to cause Batman to do some change something or not change something that will lead the future state like you know what the status quo of that is in that timeline well the the future but remember you also then have death metal right in between like this leads then death metal happens so batman's dead then whatever ends death metal goes to future state and i think that a lot of this is just because i don't be think death metal really has a lot to do with future state with the way it works out this whole thing yeah, because because that... even when we come back in march we're still picking up like the beginning pieces no of no where that's we're the going thing. into the, future state like the, the whole idea of the blue... teen titans academy but the blueprint is that the end of death metal whatever they do to change and win that changes the timeline that gives them that ahead of future state and then they go back like it doesn't 
go in there. We're just taking a jump to see what happens then. And then in March, we go back to see what led to that. Because we started things already in Teen Titans that will lead to what the status quo of Future State is well, right now. I know, now. but it's and the idea of all this has been spelled out. That after Death Metal, they end up winning by changing the timeline that gives you the Future State and what comes back. And they're going to pick and choose what they deal with. But some things will continue because it's still the timeline yeah. they're going to go. But things are going to change. Even the fact that in future state, you know, Batman, the whole deal is supposed to be dead, all that stuff going on, whatever the deal may be. We're going to have to wait because future state itself is not like, hey, everything's five years ahead of time. Some of the shit's thousands of years ahead of the current timeline. If you go and look at that future state printout deal Almost every section of books are in a different time. Nothing really takes place in the same year even. It's a mess when you look at it, and it's weird. But when you go there, then, yeah, you have things that are going to go and lead when we get back to the books in March. And James Tynan is going to continue writing Batman. So with all of that, he is – but the thing is you have you know, this little bit of time. You could do a good story before things do change to show – how Batman, you know, is affected by some things. Instead, you have this generic guy come. I'm the ghost maker. I'm not supposed to be in Gotham. You don't do things right. And like I said, one of the big things was how is Batman going to run this stuff without that money? And pretty much has been mentioned one time in the past four issues where Batgirl says, hey, watch out. If you wreck that, you got to fix it yourself. And now in this He's drugged out and on a table, just like half a Joker war. I don't understand where this thing is, where James Tynan needs to show you like what's going on around Batman. Never seen because Batman is always out of commission now. And you have this thing with Ghostmaker in my mind going back and seeing it looks cool. He's training, but we knew he trained with Batman. You're not getting more specifics even. You're just getting he trained with me. The one thing that you get is, hey, uh, yeah, he found out that I was going for vengeance against criminals. He got mad. He's in for the art of it. And it really doesn't up the ante for well, me. The and is, actually, I like the idea that Dick Grayson is the one that gets to tell us this whole thing because he's in Bloodhaven doing Nightwing stuff. He's making his way back because Barbara can't get a hold of Batman. And when you talk about the idea of the Ghostmaker, Batman didn't give her any information. And Dick you know, tells us a story about this one time that he saw the Ghostmaker and Bruce barely told him anything about it. So this idea where you know they're going after the Penny Plunderer and when they landed the Batwing – Ghostmaker was there, and Batman just got back in the jet and said, he'll take care of it and bring him back. And this really intrigued Dick. To the bo- it does bother me, the idea that Dick's you know main motivation at the end of the day seemed to be like, just he mad. had a partner before me? Fuck this guy. Like, if Dick yeah. Grayson wanted to go off on his own and do his own detective work to find out the urban legend of the Ghostmaker, I like that a lot to prove that he is a good detective, too. But when you come up, he had another partner before me, and I wasn't happy it's about like that. It's like Jason but, Todd, uh, when he was upset that he thought Dick was coming back to try to be the partner in, in the uh, Batman 416. We, me and Joey Casco just did a podcast on that. But with that, though, basically it's, hey, what do you know about Ghostmaker? Not much. Solemn once. Batman gets out, looks at him, comes back and says, yeah, he's a bad dude. Also, it, it I don't like the do revelation for the whole thing when the idea when Dick Grayson, even like, you know, when he's still robbing during this whole interaction, says, you miss your friend. Because like you said before, they were, you know, going around the world, going and trainer. And so every now and again, they'd run across to each other and they'd sit and like talk about what they've learned and try to you know, create problems for each other to see who can solve stuff faster. And it wasn't until Bruce Wayne said that, like, 
My parents he were killed. Up to him. And like he had no friends at this point until like pushed everybody away because of what happened to him and what he wanted to become. So when he saw this ghost maker and saw that this he had a kindred spirit, essentially, he finally opened up and said, Look, my parents were killed. I'm doing this to gain vengeance against the criminals of my city to make sure that nothing happens like this again. And then Ghostmaker tried to kill him because he found him weak as shit. And he's just doing it for a petty thing like vengeance. And he's like this. And then when Robin says, you just miss your friend. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, come on. Like the thing yeah. is like, look, I understand that you wanted this guy to be your friend. But, you know, 30 years ago or how old, whatever Batman was doing at this point, how old it was. You had this guy that you ran across and, you know, you had a kindred spirit to a degree. But when then he immediately tried to kill you, all bets are off. And I don't think like this many years later, it's like, I just miss that really, that kid yeah. who was training as hard as I did that we barely had anything else in common. But I miss that guy. I'm like, it was such, yeah. this is what I don't like about the issue of this thing. And also the idea that for whatever reason, this section in the flashback, we decided to put Robin back in his original Robin costume and not the remade modern one yeah. that New 52 introduces because that one's badass and this one has pixie boots. And yeah, a you lot like, of boy you like a pixie. Yeah, so you, you have you like the boy. Like you end up like like I said though. What do we learn? We learn a couple things, not much. I mean, the idea that also goes here. There's Batman who doesn't kill. He doesn't go to the extreme. Yet he told. Ghostmaker back in the day I'm going for vengeance and Ghostmaker I'm Training for the art of it but then It's switcheroo where all of a sudden he's the one Who's over the top coming the idea Of going for the art of it it is not I'm going to come and destroy the city because you're nonsense. If you went with the full thing as they were going uh, as being a competition with the idea, yeah, I'm better than you, then I'm fine. But with the idea that Ghostmaker really ended up going off the deep end and really shoving Bruce away was because he's going for vengeance. Well, Child. now that's what, you know, but he is doing worse than the guy who he's mad at for. And it just doesn't, it's just to me extraneous details that it didn't really make him any bigger or better. I did like the idea though that bruce must have trusted him enough at one point because he did go to him to talk about batman incorporated and maybe get that him cool. involved that i think i even was like cool, the idea of the call out when dick was in spiral he tried to find out what file spiral yeah. had on ghostmaker at that point D- to and me that much. was just a wink wink because he found nothing i mean he tried well, at they, that there point was an urban legend across anything. the world the, the, an idea that the great 10 once took on ghostmaker and stuff yeah. like that well, well, the you, thing, you're keeping I know this ambiguous because we've never heard of this character before again and the urban legend that's just another batman i mean we we know this this is just oh he's just like batman it's just to make you think oh no nice another thing but nothing bigger i didn't like i said the minute that he showed up and we said he's just Henri Descartes, it hasn't changed no there's nothing that's twisted or turned and we we've learned nothing about him except a couple little things that he knows about even the idea like you're talking about you believe that the clown hunter will end up killing you know Ghostmaker in the next issue and stuff like that i think that'll fight him i don't think anybody dies okay because if that's the case then again you just have him being the damian wayne of the situation and killing nobody well, I do think that it's going to get like that's going to get him out. But even the idea where you have a couple of things where and you said Dick Grayson's telling the story, but he's telling the story that he was told by Batman. And it's like, he told me this. He told me that. And yeah, he you end up with the Ghostmaker. He's like, the go- what's that? He did his own detective work on top no, of that No, I'm saying well, this though. thing he says, though, the main stuff is – he told me he went to train, but that whole training thing is what Batman told him. I, I was just like any young man. I didn't know who I would become. Like it was a story that he was told here. And then I told him this and then I told him that. The detective work is he went and looked at the spiral computer and it told him shit. 
Uh, so you get that whole deal there, and and you get some things, like I said, that are kind of neat. I like the art and that I like to see the training, but we're not finding out like you want to always know, okay, what are these extra trainers? What do they do? Well, that's the it's thing. Just it's not, not even that. I wish that somebody at DC would sit down and make the Batman Bible no. of who trained Batman because we're doing this whole thing where Tomasi seemed to be doing an updated version of it when he started the Batman and Robin run freaking in 2011. And then like the idea of like, there's still mystery people. And then he jumped back into this idea when he got back on, uh, like on Detective Comics during the Rebirth era. And we're seeing some few, when you have this issue now, it's like, yeah, Batman was trained like by three people here, Zatara, Sensei, and Wildcat. I'm like, all right, now we're just back to square one because none of this is going to make sense from what we have here. This is just back to what we had originally before exactly. he had an update. Yeah, it's just going. And uh, yeah, so they end up the Penny Plunder, and he's taken down, but he's going to be taken care of. By Again, Batman is pretty much in this what it shows me is Batman – kind of trust Ghostmaker. He does respect him enough as long as he doesn't step foot in Gotham. But even then when he says, yeah, we, we they made up a rule. Batman said, you're never to go in Gotham. And then he, the Ghostmaker, said back to him, well, you're not allowed in any cities that I'm in. It's like almost like the back and forth, like little kids. Like, well, then you can't come in my cities and I'm going to have more than you and I'm going to go off. And he goes to China and Asia and has a bunch of places that he's dealing with. Well, then we end up the crime and moves on. Yeah, yeah, but we really don't see, like I wanted to I don't know what I wanted because I'm not that interested in many but we're not advancing it. We just keep being told the same thing with just a little bit more of a scope. Oh, they trained this long. We already knew this. We saw all that. But then we go and you end up continuing this idea of treading water in my mind where you have Barbara and a really cool thing is called Steph and Cass. They can't get a hold of Batman. They're trying to go. Dick Grayson's coming into town with a few days to thrill. And she gets a hold of Stephen Kesson. They call themselves the Batgirls. And like, hey, I don't know if I like that. Well, we'll no, talk no, no. about that I, later. I, I'm, I, I'm thing is, I'm okay with them being Batgirls. This conversation you don't like Batgirl Prime? Get, because them calling her Batgirl Prime, it just makes me think of what we just got done with the Nightwing squad. Yeah, yeah. But with that, you know, that's thrown in. And it's, again, it's supposed to be like, oh, that's cool. And but again, nothing I really happens Steph because. I to be Batgirl. I don't want her to be spoiler yeah. or the bat symbol. <laughs> and you have them going to try to figure out where Batman was and is. And they go and they look where the big fight and oh my, there is Poison Ivy has made some vines on there that says Arkham and I'm too dumb to read that. I did not, but I knew it was Arkham. But still, again, you're getting a deal where we already know that. Yeah, but no, no, this is opening up the story of the idea of the Poison Ivy Harley Quinn connection we have going on now because of things changed so drastically after that Harley Quinn Poison Ivy, you know, miniseries that we had and how she was changed. This is showing that. Poison Ivy still does care for Harley, and we might get more of that going forward. Or she just wants to get rid of Ghostmaker, or she cares about Batman, or something like that. Because I don't know, supposedly, the, the word on the street, Eric, the, the pulse of the street is that uh, Poison Ivy's back to being a full-out villain. Yeah. And so, and not involved with Harley at all. That's the word on a bunch of different leagues that are really pissed off about it, but that might not be true or whatnot. But this, to me, is just them... Hey, where are they? This because they're going to have to be saved by Cass and Steph. So how are we going to get them there? It's just written on the wall. I mean, this is about as tropey a thing without detective work to get them heading over as Harley is about to be. 
Well, I don't think it is. I, I would doubt that that would be anything that's foreshadowing in a little one panel thing with Harley in a Batman book. I think that this is just to get them because Harley's about to be decapitated. Well, what do we have? Somebody has Ivy to get being a there. bad like villain, and again, like in the series going forward, like what series is that coming up? I don't know. They just said that they had heard from a writer that that is no, the deal. No, we saw the thing is where when she came back, she wanted to be the like the, the poison ivy queen that we saw before she was sitting on well, the throne Well, we saw at the like end that. of the mini that she went off and said to Harley that we're not involved anymore and disappeared. But I, it might have been one of those uh, anthology ones that we had. I'm not sure. But supposedly, you know, there, there's going to be a thing where she is. I thought it was in this is. where Harley and Poison Ivy were talking about the idea that Punchline burned down the Eden that Poison Ivy No, that was for. Well, that was Poison Ivy going. And remember, Harley was already gone. Yeah. I even just saying the idea of oh man that's trouble and pissed off and that was probably in this so you have that connection but she seemed pissed off at harley at that point but with this i just think it was an easy way to get them going i think it's more about getting them because harley's about to be decapitated and batman is tied up and i still I think, think that, that batman is going to be the one throw. to save the day for the most part yeah because i think i thought it was a two but i think now it's going to be them somebody has to get in there but yeah i i, know I think it's just the foreshadowing thought- for poison ivy to show that she still cares and wants harley to be taken care of to a degree we're gonna have to you know point the direction out while she doesn't actually do anything but batman he's strapped to a table we already saw that he was you know trained by zatar to be a, a master of escape so him being strapped to a table a little bit while you know clown hunter is unstrapped and you know ghostmaker at this point the idea is like pretty much he's jigsaw this is a whole saw situation going on where it's like all right we're gonna let bow go here clown hunter Oh my, Jigsaw, you said. Yeah, I did. And the whole idea is he's going to be given a weapon. So, Bruce, if you think that the Clown Hunter is worth something and he won't, like, you know, he is worth saving at this point, let's see what happens. Harley Quinn, she's, like, you know, strapped to a table. Bruce, you're strapped to a table. Let's see what Clown Hunter does unrestrained. Is he going to do the right thing? Is he going to do the wrong thing, Bruce? Because I think we should kill him. You don't. Let's see which direction he goes right now. And let's no, I, see who's I really right. don't think that Ghostmaker thinks any direction. I think that he thinks 100% he's going to kill him just to prove that he's wrong. I, yeah. I don't think that he's playing a game like, hey, let's see which of us is right. I think he's like, I know I'm right. He's going to kill him, which means he's not. And also, it's Harley. So you end up with a cliffhanger that we know isn't going to happen we know that somehow she's not going to get beheaded either clown hunter will not do it or he'll be stopped which i think like you said at first i thought batman now i just think it'll be steph and Cass. there's no reason why they were in this book except to then go save them they just need to know where they are and so they're going to go off there maybe get there a little late maybe things are already taken care of but at the end you do even have where clown hunters like man i'm pissed off at you you clown Harley, you dealt with the Joker. She's like, I haven't run with the Joker in a while. And then Batman yells, you were there when they killed this pair. Why are you yelling this, Batman? And then I'm thinking, is Batman trying to you know, throw a test in here? Because that's a dangerous game you're playing there, buddy. It's, it's a devil's so hand. funny to me, too, where she's trying to play this idea off of the Batman. You, know, you were there the night the Joker killed his parents. And she just screams out, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like telling you, she's like, "Well, what?" Because I'm telling you, lot, mind, the reason that he targeted Harley though is because he was there the night his parents were killed, and he well, knows and that, that you know that she could was there. Be. It's just it gets convoluted in the deal that he's the clown hunter and he wants to kill all the clowns. She's the only one left. Yeah. There's nobody left. I mean, he could go and look for Joker, I guess, but he probably thinks Joker's dead. What not? Um, yeah, but also I was thinking like the idea. 
too, unless you think maybe there'd be like a Harley Poison Ivy book coming up or something like that. Just the idea of, hey, Harley, I love you again. Well, she might play a big part in whatever, you know, when she's being a villain coming up in whatever storyline. Yeah, I just wonder if it's going to be this or detective or her own book, but I doubt we're going to. I don't, I don't think we're going to see much of her. I, this is the thing. Again, I'm going with what people end up messaging me. Have you heard different from what we heard? Because this is what we heard, is that they're not really going to deal with her at all. They just want to leave her as a villain for later if anybody wants to pick it up. Uh, maybe we will get more of her, but I don't know from, you know, obviously we haven't gotten solicits from when everything comes back to see if she's even that much involved I'm with it. I'm just going it, off of but... what we saw from the story already. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying she still seemed to be pretty pissed at Harley and was kind of going to be a villain. So we'll see what's going on. Maybe you could even go with the idea, no matter who picks it up, the writer can go, well, she ended up putting that Arkham there because she wants to be the one to kill Harley. You can always play, you know, either way of how she came back or whatnot. Well, she's already kind of changed that. She ended up telling Harley at the end of the miniseries, I don't want any parts of you. I'm leaving. Fuck you and left. So they weren't really on speaking terms and Harley was pissed than everybody else was that liked them together. And every other book ends up having Harley fall in love with everybody but Poison Ivy, unfortunately, for the fans who like that. But, yeah, either Batman's going to get out or you're just going to have the Batgirls talking to Batgirl Prime come in and save the day. I actually think it's going to be that much of a, an, you know, it's not going to feel right to me when it happens because of how forced it was. But I think that's what's going to happen. And next issue ends this. And then we'll see what goes on in March and beyond. But it or seems what like the, the future I, looks like. And what is the ghost maker going to be like? Uh, huh? You're right. Gotham's yours. Um, back off to China. And it goes off. Who knows what the deal will be. But what would you give this? I like the art in this a lot, except for the Batgirl portions. Like the Nightwing, for some reason, he looks fine. But when you have like the Batgirls doing their thing or some of the weird, like, you know, Bits, I'm telling you, I, not all the Nightwing things look fine. It's weird to throw that Robin costume, the original one, in here. For whatever reason, there's some of the art in this I don't like. But overall, everything dealing with Batman I think is really good. I'm actually compelled by the Ghostmaker way more than I ever thought I would. And in this, I'd end up giving it a 7.5 out of 10. Yeah, I'm a 5. And that's a straight 5 because I do like some of the art. But said I need something new. I really didn't find out anything in this issue at all overall about anybody. You know, you end up having even... We don't know if Bao, the the clown hunter, knew Harley killed. But even if you say he did, you're you're convinced he did. We don't even get that information that he didn't find out just now. Well, it just seems weird that that Batman would yell that out if Bao didn't know that. It's just weird, though, to like, hey, Harley, by the way. Like, he he can't take a lie. Why Bao is going after her at this point in my mind. That's true. Well, this is also the, uh, well. It. What does it matter? She's there, strapped up, and he's going to decapitate her. I mean, the the semantics. That'd be like me. I want to make sure that Jess knows that you go ghost hunting, uh, or you know, or you. Hey, Eric, you go, and she's there. Like he's saying this at a point where the kid has a sword, and he's already going to get. Now it's just going to be over the top. Maybe he wants him to be clumsy with it. Like he's going to get so excited. I don't know. It just was a weird deal. Like almost like you had to tell the reader that, but. Yeah, I just nothing's really advanced. I everything that we had known about the Ghostmaker, that's all we still know. We don't know anything else. We're just getting, hey, they trained together. They're not he's not supposed to come into Gotham and he thinks he's better than Batman. Even with the idea that 
the only thing that he's really done is is messed up. He ended up going and changing all those things. I, I arrested this guy. I got to, and Batman said, you, you messed up. These things were bigger and now you screwed up. You didn't help. You, you went worse. And then you come back to this issue where he's like, yeah, well, by the way, I'm going to do this. And now we see all the villains getting thrown in Arkham and things like that and prisons and stuff as the big thing in this. Um, but yeah, Poor overall, Professor I just, Pig can't catch a break. Yeah, I know he can't. But yeah, overall, I just it's just treading water. It's just the same MO for everybody. Everybody's just sitting around Batman, the whole issue, strapped to a table and yells then hey by the way you know harley you were there and, oh my god and that also in my mind when you say that there's the clown killer clown hunter, clown hunter well he might be the clown killer soon That's you end up him. where you end up there with the deal that really this is where he might think overall like okay it's bad enough if he knows right like okay oh uh, yeah you know he's saying to harley but hey i knew this already batman but now you're throwing in the part that she doesn't even remember that she was. That makes it worse. That's gonna be. That's you, you like the that biggest pissed off deal. The Joker remembers everybody that the no, Joker's I'm ever saying, killed. Though, just imagine, like we're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy, where Drax is destroyed. That Ronan doesn't remember those two people. This guy has killed millions, and Drax himself needs him to remember this to to make something make sense in his mind and all that. Harley's just admitting, ah, eh, that was a lot of shit. Like your parents, I don't remember that, and uh, just. He's insane, too, so he's going to end up thinking some crazy things. But, yeah, overall, the art's weird at points, but it's okay. But, yeah, I just I need some advancement. I kind of thought that this was going to tread water anyway because of just the amount of issues that we have to get to, like I said, 2021 and then see what ends up happening. But we're going to go off to a little break and then be back with two more books, and that'll be it. Well, he stares into the mirror, moosing up his hair. Blows kisses to himself And he really thinks that tear is tear Well that's just ricochet Looking for a star scream Or maybe a hubcap Spends all his money buying all that crap Well that's just ricochet Ah, yes, Eric, you're back. Maybe me and you'll get along a little more this time. We didn't uh, get along before? I want to kill you, you oh son of a bitch. You, you don't realize this? If, you, if you're not right on my score, I want to slice you and slice you bad and dance in your blood and then slice you more. That's what I'm going to do. You like s'mores, do you? I do. I'll slice you. I will say, Logan ended up asking me the other day, Dad, why do you hate s'mores so much? Because I think we were just walking I through. I think it's because you like that. Are you just a contrary person no, by nature? No, because a lot of people don't like s'mores. I don't know if you I've realize this. I've started a revolution. Stork doesn't like them. I've never he met says Stork. that you're nonsense. <laughs> so we were walking through the supermarket, Eric. They call them that. And we saw some marshmallows and also some graham crackers they were kind of together and he's like deb why don't you like s'mores so i explained why and i actually said to him first off ever in your lifetime ever see me buying like a honey graham have you and he's like no actually you don't and i'm like right there is step one do you ever see me eating the marshmallows you like no and then i said do you ever see me just eating a chocolate bar no and i said yes. there you go Nonsense. Yes, not have. just a chocolate bar, not a Hershey bar. That's nonsense. Why would you? That is basically the cake donut you're just in it of for the, the chocolate. deal. 
chocolate bar, really. I like really, other things I really involved. imagine the reason you don't like s'mores is because in every aspect of your life, you are the master of disaster. So trying to put one of these together must be the, mo- the hardest thing you've ever had to do in your life. Eric, the one time I made them, I had napalm burns on my wang. That's what, no, actually, I, just, I really, it all boils down to not liking honey graham crackers, which is a thing that throws me off because I really want to like Teddy Grahams, right? I want to. Well, they're delicious. The but I, I have to eat the other flavors, not the standard the nonsense. Yeah, I, I don't mind the chocolate and stuff like so that. So why don't you get yourself some cinnamon graham crackers and substitute that? It doesn't that. work. I've tried. Oh. I've tried. It doesn't work. It does not I don't play like out well. I, wouldn't I love cinnamon graham crackers. That's my problem. Usually when somebody likes or hates something, it's because they like another form of it. Uh, and I love the cinnamon graham crackers. So I, it just doesn't work, though. It really doesn't. But I also just don't like chocolate like that either. And it makes me choke like mashed potatoes. You're, you're just a mess potatoes. of a human being is what it is. That is true. But hey, that's me. I, I can't make up uh, you know, my own deal of being better just to like the s'mores, Eric. That's not how things just work be in better. this life. I Do try. It. I'm going to sit here. I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm a fire down here. It sets the <laughs> heater on fire and blows up the whole house. But I can be rest assured. I finally did like the s'more. I don't like the name of it either. It, it seems like a joke. You'll find any excuse. This isn't Batman, Jim. You can li- actually like this. like a joke. I know. No, I'm telling you. think that you're in the, you know, in the, the upper echelon of whatever the majority is of liking this. the this, way that you want to slash me, I deal? would imagine so. No, everybody hates it, Eric. Everybody. You're the only one who likes it. I went over to the roundup. They actually, everybody, after hearing what I said, <laughs> they went and revised their score. I got a hold of the roundup and said, listen, you're going to have to read track these reviews i know i'm that important that i have now swayed everybody highest scores of six eric so you're wrong you are wrong Still and you higher look than stupid you. <laughs> you look stupid oh they would be higher there's no way they're getting down as far as me eric because you know i'm real low right i'm a short guy jerk i'll slice you again i wish i knew where you lived i know that you live about five minutes away and i will find your ass you know the area. and i'll slice you i'll just go through oh, random just apartments sit, just sit don't even do that just sit out for a little while look at your phone you know i'm gonna come out for a cigarette that's eventually. true that is true and i do know the building but i'm gonna have to have somebody cover the back i don't know where you're gonna come from because jess says you often use the back door to see planet number six nuts and bolts eric you got screwed <laughs> Deceased Dead Planet number six, written by Tom Taylor, up by Trevor Harrison, Gigi Baldessini, love that name, Tom Derenick, Rain Burrito, and Seda Temafonte. Tom Taylor gives sense penultimate issue where we get the cure to the anti-life infection, but is it too late, Eric? <laughs> what yes. cause? Yes. The Amazo army has launched from Australia, and Trigon has already destroyed Paris. So at least we have what something else we good. In this book? We, we we have something good coming out, right? Paris. I love um, I love Paris. I don't know what you're talking about. You like about. the gay Paris, do you? I do. You, you, you like to go there uh, on a warm uh, spring night. Look, like a ship a little wine there while you you and Jess are looking at the Eiffel Tower. Is that what you do? Sit there like, hey, give me a baguette. And and next thing I know, for some reason, you're on a boat there because now I'm thinking of Venice, Eric. I'm in Italy now. Luckily, Constantine is on the case, Eric, to face. And now that he has the helm of fate, we are set to end it all next issue for better or worse. And you would think that it's going to be the sacrifice of one John Constantine that will have to change things because the the one of the problems that I've had with this book going on, and it's not been a horrible thing. 
but there is a little too much going on with a couple issues left. Especially You're going to have to start now. doing stuff. Well, oh, we're we going to end it. We are ramping things up yeah. to the nth degree for this issue. Like, because all of a sudden it seems like Tom Taylor realized, oh my god, I've only had three series, a digital series, and this is the fi- that the penultimate issue to a seven issue run. I got to get Eric, everything I can going because next is the finale. Yes. Well, I'm going to give him some some benefit of the doubt in a way that I'm going to ask you: How many seven issue series have we? I think that he thinks it's twelve. He ends Look, up like seven. Is, I really think that he's going on this oddball thing with Suicide Squad supposedly always going to be an eleven yeah. issue run. He's I'm always like, like a little. He, off he's going to be. An, he's always for the odd issue now in my mind. Or he's like you know the Amish. They do everything and then a half more. But it's just an issue more. He thinks this is the problem I have that I think that he has is that a lot of times he loves to deal. And this is why I do like him as a writer, one of my favorite writers. He likes to deal with the personal deal. He likes to get the interactions, the character moments and things. And he's kind of left behind a lot of stuff he set up. This Australian thing, I'll tell you, this falls flat already because of the the whole deal. The green, it's crying out. We got to go to Australia just to go to give you the wink, wink. They're going to have the Amazo Army, and that just is coming now. We didn't deal enough with that. You're going. It it makes sense. I don't know. I kind of feel like we just kind of dealt with that this right amount because really, what do you want to do with a freaking you know a complex in Australia that's making a decorative? What I want to do is why are you setting it up as a thing that they have to? go stop because the green is crying out because they are imprisoning the the deal and then you go oh we can't deal with that swamp thing we'll get to that later leave but just then for that, us to see the amazo you that, just I'm need the amazo set up for the whole thing because that's that's kind of nonsense the idea that the green is screaming out here for no apparent reason yeah. and we have to stop it all right swampy we'll get there eventually buddy but the whole thing is we do have to be introduced to the amazo thing yeah. because like, you know, we're going to throw Trigon in there. We're going to throw the Amazo Army. And we have the cure to the anti-life virus. And now that we have the cure, we know that everybody that we're trying to save, the villains over in Australia are destroying with an Amazo Army. So we better hurry up or well, destroy this Amazo Army. Uh, one of the two would have been fine, I think. You know, Trigon, Amazo Army. Much. And you could have had... The Amazo Army, you know, just little snippets as they're trying to get this penguin, Dr. Ivo. You know, you ended up because when our heroes went there, they skedaddled. Then we saw the Amazo Army. You know, you had a couple of them attack to get them out. They went through a portal and then we saw, oh, my God, it's a huge arm. So I think that a little development of that. But really, the development is bad guys like to kill things. And now they're and they're trying to save the world. They're going to burn all They're trying to of save the, themselves. Yeah, but they're going to burn down everybody who's infected, whatever, just to start anew. This is their probably idea of what they would do, where then you go like, well, what does that benefit like a guy like the penguin? Yeah, he's going to be saved, but you're not going to really have this is almost like the vampires killing all the, the humans you're going to do. But when they go do that, OK, you have Trigon. Well, this who's is more of like the COVID for, for like Penguin right now. He's tired of being cooped up inside. He no, wants to go out I, and do some he, shit. He's not going to be de- if everybody's dead, but them. He there's no like real bad you know criminal stuff to do. But off. I'm the same. fucking penguins. Out of Tom complex. King said, you know, I always have to bring get it up this. for you. But the idea that you have Trigon, that's enough, and that that this whole I I think that you're just going to have some twist that the Amazo army is going to have to end up well, doing even something. Imagine that. But we talk about that's enough, and I agree that's enough. It is kind of out of nowhere. We just gives it. Look, the world's going to shit, and Trigon he is about to come up to Earth and just fucking wreck house, and like that's a weird concept, and especially just thrown at us out of nowhere. We have the Amazo army talk about, but imagine on top of all of this stuff that our heroes who have just come back to Earth because they got a signal for five years later. With on top of all this, we know in the background too, if you remember, 
dark side is still yeah, alive. It's Anti-wave. weird. I, that that almost seems like they're throwing that aside. Earth. And that you might, I, I wouldn't be shocked like if we end up having an epilogue dark side deal. versus Trigon. Yeah. Well, what I think that all this is, because really the series is about the little moments and, you know, them trying to save the world, the heroes. And the problem is, and they even spell it out in here, you have set up a story that when me, you know, me and you, we get the cure. All right. We got the cure. We can we save everybody. You could take your time. You end up getting the cure. Now they mass produce it, all that. They're going to get going. They speed it through. But even at one point, they say, we have all the time in the world. All we're going to do is go cure people. And then that's that. You know, we're done. It could take two weeks. We could wait a year. Yeah, some more people may be infected, right? But we'll just cure them anyway. You have to have something that puts the stakes and a a timer on this. And that's Trigon or the Amazo Army. And so when you have that, that's all it really does. And that's the thing. It's so weird to go to Barda here and not even Superman who's still out there in the freaking middle of the sun sucking the sun off at this point. Yeah, I think the only way we're going to deal with any of that is if they cure him at the end. Maybe they'll have to cure him to fight Darkseid. Maybe we will not even showing us that so anymore much going on but yeah i don't think that issue. i don't think that superman he may not be involved in this just because well, that's the thing is let's just say he's not involved we have we save everybody on earth are we shipping everybody on earth too that they have now because superman is eventually going to yeah, destroy I, the I world don't, what are we i don't with? know because the idea that they have not referenced him except one little line at one point means to me that we kind of push that aside it's weird to not especially in this issue if you're gonna have superman unless you think it's this big twist that people have forgotten about you would think that they get the cure hey that'll be my dad you know john would say or they'd say oh what are we gonna do about that and they haven't really spelled that out like almost like maybe that was taken care of in the hope at world center i don't know i don't know how this is playing out because we haven't been mentioning it and we do mention a couple other things to get us ready for what should be the pieces of the puzzle that are set for this finale coming up but yeah you you end up getting the cure and the way this is set up i do think that tom taylor was thinking it through and said okay the big thing is to get the cure but when you get the cure that kind of ends the story whatnot so we need something else so the something else is checking out if it works and that's where you have the moment where black canary wants to get it to oliver which the weird thing is is the way that they play it out is that mr miracle says no we have to give it to barda because barda if it goes wrong barda is strong enough not to die well if it goes wrong you're all fucked and barda is going to slice and dice through you all i would give it to oliver if you end up giving it to oliver and it doesn't work Back to the drawing board. Unfortunately, Black Canary Oliver ain't coming back I'm, now. I'm not arguing with Mr. Miracle on this whole situation because he seems really gung-ho. But in the long run, like the idea of giving it to a new god, I, yeah. like, I'm like, I don't know. And if it goes wrong, how bad does and it go wrong? And that's the thing, yeah. And the thing is, actually, it didn't seem that bad because in, if you think about it in the long run, Mr. Miracle believed that he had Barda on another planet chained up so she yeah. couldn't hurt anybody. But when they show up and she's already escaped and for some reason it seems like she's flying, I don't know if she's doing a Hulk jump or what, but when she comes down on them, oh my God, Barda's loose. Yeah. We have a problem. Yeah. And when they say that's the problem is they, they don't know what this will do. And if it goes wrong, 
you don't know what wrong is. I mean, wrong could be that, oh, my God, they die. That's what they seem to be kind of. But wrong could be super zombie or super anti-life. It could be something that you don't know. So to give it to a new God really does seem like, ooh, I don't know if I do that. You said she'd be changed. They thought she was. They thought she was contained. For some reason, I still would have went with Oliver as being more of a human more of a somebody from Earth, they, you know, all that stuff Agreed. thrown in with that. He that is would the make model more that sense. we need to prove yes. this thing works. And if it goes wrong, I think that Oliver, whatever goes wrong, if he dies, unfortunate, if he goes a little wacky, whatever, they can contain him. That's not Barda. And it's also a human. What's he like going to do? Said. Shoot some zombie arrows? Uh, yeah, Get really. out of here, I Alex. just like where we find out and we have the whole COVID and everybody, you know, talking about a vaccination and things coming down the line and not to get political about it. But I don't think that people mm. would go with the idea that it was tested on an alien and, and then or at least somebody oh, shit, from another good. planet shit like that. It, it, I don't think they're going with that. People are already saying there's trackers and stuff in this nonsense. Next thing you know that they're saying, what, an alien? No way. So you go off and... The thing is, I, I, I like this issue, but I only really like it for the Constantine stuff, which I think it's is okay good and it kind issue. of intrigues Even the stuff me. with the idea of Constantine, which we've been building up now for a little while where he went off before and he got like the Spear of Destiny. He got the Wizard Shazam staff and stuff like that. He has Ragman, so like, you know, freaking uh, like, um, suit of uh, souls yeah. and stuff like that. He is preparing himself for Trigon. And the thing is – I don't understand how this works because in this issue, he'll end up getting Dr. Fate's helm and amulet and use that as well as his tools to go against Trigon. But in this, it seems like the suit of souls is trying to pull him down because no. he is a sinner. It's trying to pull him in. Then he just wears it like a cloak. I'm like, I don't know. Why, why wouldn't it be trying to pull you in still at this point? I guess maybe he can control it. I don't know. I do like when he uses the power of Shazam. And then they're like, wait a second, you know, you'd have to have a pure heart to do that. And he goes, yeah, I, I have one. It's just, you don't know who's. And I thought that was <laughs> I, like, oh, my God, you're disgusting. <laughs> and so like, I, I, I wonder I, if we're going to find out he's got his back you pocket. Want. And that's the thing. I'm sitting here like, do you have Billy's heart or something he, he like may. that? Because not even that, but like. I don't understand exactly what we're doing with the magic. And you can say whatever you want, because it's just a cool scene where he takes this staff and like the idea that he puts his hand on Dr. Fate's helmet and you, you can't remove my helmet. No. Nothing like you get like stuff like that. And then he does Shazam, the lightning strikes and he's able to pull the helmet off of it. I'm like, I don't understand the correlation about why this equals to why he can do this. Yeah, it just looks like he gets hit and then he just rips it off. I don't know, but he does rip it off. And and with that, you have Phantom Strangers show up, which was very much like the Spectre as well. But yeah, everybody who seems to see... Oh, you know, Phantom Stranger. Him uh, showing up and everything lately is great in I my know. mind because especially in here with Constantine is just pissing him off and he actually loses his cool and like goes after him at this point. Like, how dare you talk yeah. to me like that, you little piece of shit. Even talking about like one time, hey, didn't didn't mean you hook up at one point. That was not the case. You, you were tried. hitting on me, but you Even tried. The idea I, where you, just think about this. You have the quintessence, you know, the, the almighty, yeah. you know, protectors of the universe and the multiverse where you have Ganthet, Zeus, freaking the wizard Shazam, Phantom Stranger, Stranger the Spectre. And, all this. and there was some weird quintessence meeting going on where Constantine was drunk, showed up, and tried to bang Phantom Stranger. Yeah. And, and, and the best thing about that the is, of eternity. you could normally just say, like, yeah, Phantom Stranger, it. like, oh man, you showed up and tried to, you know, fuck me. It's funnier that it was with the quintessence. And to say, yeah, Gantha and Zeus had to pull me off. Yeah, I was pretty horned up then. And again, though, those are the Tom Taylor moments. I, I And whether or not Even it makes sense, idea, like you, you said. You dated Xanadu. I've dated yeah. Xanadu. We've yeah, all been in the same places, there. buddy. And like I said, even if you don't 
like that you know what sense does it make i do like that line where he's like i do have one just don't ask where i got it when he talks about the pure heart magical and then go with that well in the meantime all of this most of the people that he's taking out yes he needs the, the the helm he needs the amulet but he doesn't need it because just that he needs it he would have used dr fate in this plan but they keep saying that we look to in the future you won't go with this plan. You will end yeah. up ruining it. So everybody who keeps going down is mainly to get them out of the way or to get what they need from them because well, they the won't is, join in. We don't in. have time to freaking argue about it, especially if you know what the outcome is because you have Xanadu's crystal ball and have seen into the future or multiple futures, whatever you want to do. If you want to go almost like, you know, Doctor Strange and uh, like Avengers Endgame and stuff like that or like, you know, Infinity War. But the idea is like, he does not have time to try to coax these people into no, a plan. No, not at all now. So I, I am upset that he's going to, you know, hey, you dead man, you are now stuck in the suit of souls. I'm going to stab, like, you know, uh, Ramakushna with the Spear of Destiny. I'm going to stab Dr. Fate with the Spear of Destiny. I'm like, I'm sorry about all of this, guys, but I need to get shit done quick. And, and yeah, because Trigon, that's the big thing. They, they know he's had their, like, you felt it as well as I did, right? He's ripping through Paris. He's destroying everyone where, you know, unfortunately they have the cure now, but they have to really go or everybody's going to be and wiped man, out. Is that cure glossed over? I mean, it's the idea, like, all right, we only have a few pages left, yeah. especially for the finale coming up next issue. It's like, all right, um, I've recoded my blood. It's got the, like, the life equation and everybody. Okay, cyborg, what are we going to do with that? We're going to put our heads together. We're going to yeah. lay down on the ground and we're going to magically talk to each other telepathically. We're all going to come up with a situation. And Flash, he's going to read about how to manufacture things real fast. Yeah, and they're going like, to manufacture you know, sure. like, That was right, to guys, me. That was the deal. I like the so heads much coming done. together. And, and really with the idea that we've been leading into this to get the cure. But really the cure, especially with Trigun and coming and all that. It's not exactly like the, you know, if the cure was the end and the, all right, we did it. Now we're just going to see them. And obviously you'd have flash running around getting people and you're not going to get a lot of cool things from that. You're going to have a cool battle coming up. Did you with think Constantine. that Poison Ivy, I'm not Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn should have been in this, this circle here that they're like, well, they're putting this the is the together. thing. Tom Taylor is a pretty good friend with old Tom King. I think they both looked at some crazy deal where it mentions a doctor of psychology and medicine. You're going with that nonsense again. The idea that Tom well, she might King, be able to give you a physical in my mind, well, but I'm, I'm like saying the whole when idea. she's a doctor of medicine here. I mean, maybe she did a lot of you know studying after shit went bad, but the idea that the she's idea. a psychologist doesn't make sense. But in Tom King's ideas, she's a brain surgeon and also a neuro, all that stuff. So yeah, she would fit there, but not a psychologist. Like, like Doctor Fate puts this all together telepathically through magic. I remember that Alec Holland, the Swamp thing actually getting to the idea of the brain behind the plant of the man like he thought he once yeah. was because and he it was be all about uh, he was a biochemist this is what exactly. you need yeah that's great mary marble has the wisdom of solomon right here freaking even poison ivy she's a doctor of toxicology i like this vic stone being there because he has the cure in his mind and he can he's a pretty much a processor but then when you get to uh, and batman's there because he's batman but even wallace west you know the kid flash like the fastest mind on the planet. Can you imagine being part of this whole conversation and somebody is just like going at the speed of the flash? The problem is, is they trying didn't, to follow. They this? didn't want to leave people out, Eric. They, they were afraid Detective that Chimp. they, because well, that's the thing. Detective Chimp out, <laughs> Batman out, Harley out, Wallace out. It's enough. It's that they want to get everybody involved. And the funny thing is I'd love to see, because in my mind, you have Dr. Fate, 
he's communing with them all, obviously, to get all this together, the one mind thing. And then Wallace comes in where he taps into Wallace and gets everybody fast. Half of their minds are blown. I mean, I'm saying blown like they're they're blown apart because it's too fast. They can't process it. They're dead. Off we go. I'm because you, I'm gonna th- I'm gonna go even further. I'm gonna throw on Cassie Sandsmark in there with the lasso truth. She can see through their hypothesis hypothesis oh, to see if it's truth or not. That could be that would be a good R and D, Eric, <laughs> to see if that was the truth. Like and that'd be funny, it just comes down to that. Is this the right cure? No. Yes. It's not. Oh no, we're done. Uh the funny thing is with this is you get to this part. I would love to think that Tom Taylor thought this through because even the idea of going, hey, Swamp Thing, even just Swamp Thing being part of the green and all that, whatever, is enough for me. But the Dr. Holland stuff as well. Love and that the part. idea, yeah. So you end biochemistry, this will be the way that they can synthesize this whole cure and all that. Uh, but you don't have a lot of people left. But do you need to fudge the stats by putting in that maybe the fastest mind th- in the world? The uh, professor freaking detective chimp. He looks like he's there teaching a class with the turtleneck. What a dick. And so you have that, right? I'm going to bring the turtleneck back. I don't care what anybody says. Everybody thinks it's old hat. It's out of fashion. I love a turtleneck. I think I'm going to start wearing them again. I've seen you run, you turtle. You end up with uh, Batman, though. Batman said because he's Batman. (laughs) Yeah, I've I've seen you run around the warehouse when you... (laughs) It's just nonsense. You were okay. I'll tell you. you Because I've only ever seen you run your mouth. You have a long... I'm going to be running my fingers on your neck when I'm (laughs) strangling you. Uh, You end up with... Like, I think that they just didn't want to leave. And again, maybe somebody could come up with something. But we don't get anything. I love it. It's just like, you see what is going on here. All Mary Marvel with the wisdom of Solomon is to tell everybody else their bullshit. Nope, that's not going to work. Harley's just like breaking the wisdom of Solomon. Wait, I, I see it. It's off panel here. Harley just said, why don't we hit it with a hammer? No, that's not going to work there. And, and then right, Wallace is like, why, why don't we do things faster? All right, that didn't work. And then Bat- I'm Batman. He said, there you go. And, now, and- have we seen before Wallace having the ability? Because we know that Wallace's powers act a little bit differently than any other Flash that we've ever seen. Is he somebody that has the ability to read something and maintain it? Because we've seen that other Flashes don't have that ability. You can read really fast, but it just does not maintain inside your brain. Does Wallace have it? Because I think I've seen somebody, I don't remember if it was Wally, if it was Wallace or somebody else, but it seems like there was somebody out there that was able to maintain I actually think that's a concept that they have left behind, really, because we've seen them do things real fast and read things real fast to do, and they just leave that behind. But that again, you're bringing something up that actually is a cool thing because it, it makes it so that this crazy abilities that they seem to just throw out there you you can't use them as much and i I do like that like you said you can type real fast on a computer but you'll wreck the keyboard you you know there's always a real world thing that they always processor will not keep up with your typing yeah really but you get this cure and it's just like boom now they have to do some r well first they have to manufacture it real fast and that's where it was and that's why i wish that he wasn't involved in the gathering of the heads i wish everybody had their part down the line that was separate and deal and using their you know what was the best of their abilities here we go we need something fast let's give it to wallace as you see the amazos ripping through australia going out and really what they're doing is improving it right because now there's there's less of those giant spiders that'll carry us away i mean these things don't even kill you they'll carry our ass away and probably make us you know marry their cousins or something i don't know what's going on down there but you have the whole and you have constantine i'm not firing no spider <laughs> I, I have two hands. They got eight. You end up where Constantine's there, and he doesn't want to tell Zatanna the plan. 
and in the end, it, it kind of seems like it's because he knows he's going to die. Like he knows yeah, he's going to sacrifice himself, and she's going to stop it. It's another one, and she's going to stop it for many reasons. But I like what she walks in. She finally figures out where they are. Walks in like Jesus Christ, what are you doing? Not, not even walks in. She magically rips the door apart to get in there, and now he's just all pissed off because he's been trying to keep this whole thing secret from Doctor Fate for so long. And now she just ripped the doors off the hinges, tore it apart. I'm like. Great. Now everybody's going to know where I hang out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Now, with that, too, I will point out that you can tell that the plan really must be a last-ditch effort, at least, because Dr. Fake comes in, and, and it is Phantom Stranger that runs him through. I mean, this isn't just uh, Constantine. It's Phantom Stranger who does stab him with the spear. So that just shows, in my mind, that is a pretty much an exclamation point on the idea that this is our only way. Oh, and, yeah. He's, Constantine showed him the future, yeah, too. He's like, oh, yeah. shit. So I, I like you know, that it's just not Constantine again. Like, Agreed. stabby, stabby. It's this. He gets the, the helmet off with the power of Shazam, which, like you said, it's why, it doesn't tell you why. I also think you appreciate that Etrigan is not rhyming and stealing. He's just sitting there breathing his he fire. He he's did. got halitosis, Eric, I know. But at the one point, he's just standing there. And, yeah, he's got to say to Zatanna when she busts in, this is the only way I can do it. You know, it's going to cause some trouble and you you figure that he's going to sacrifice himself, which I always like that with a Constantine because he rarely does anything that's selfless. It's always selfishness. Well, that's the thing is, even the idea of him going and being selfless here, he has to screw over a lot of people in order to be selfless. Well, that's why it's the perfect deal. It's almost like the perfect storm. You got to really screw people over to be selfless. Why not? You end up having them real good at the screwing over. We'll see what the whole deal is i'll tell you the the idea with the art uh trevor harrison's art i really didn't like it at times throughout all these you know deceased things and i'm i'm liking it more and more i'm actually getting i'm actually getting to the point where i'm not just saying yeah it's okay it fits or whatever i actually like a lot of these panels like even the panel layout where you end up i don't know why they did it but the dr ivo deal where he's yelling at penguin where he's saying you know this is what i'm going to do and whatever i thought it was pretty cool um but yeah it is very forced to get a lot of extraneous things all tied together the cure which we've been waiting 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 just happens the the deal with bard is okay they go and she has broken out, like you had said, and then they give her the cure. She fights for a second, but then she's okay, asks where their son Jacob is. And this is where, again, you end up having that mention, oh, he's fine. He's on New Genesis, and we know that shit has gone wrong there, and we haven't gone back. And I'm really surprised at this point where this is seven issues. I think maybe they could have thrown in like a one-shot or something like they did. So like in an the eight issues? Yeah. Well, I'm saying, remember we ended up having that weird – uh, deal with Constantine a good and day the to new die. God's a good day to die. I wonder why maybe they didn't throw something like that in to kind of tell some of the side stuff, but uh, a lot of the stuff seems to have not been mentioned. We'll see how it hits in the next issue, but what would you give this overall? I didn't give this a 6.8 out of 10. I still enjoy the story. I just think for this being the penultimate issue, we'll have, we're leaving a lot of stuff on the table going into the finale, and I have no idea how it's all going to be tied up in a really good way, and we're just kind of glossing over things because it is the penultimate issue, and I would have liked it to feel more organic and natural to get to this point, but I am still interested in the finale. I just wish that this felt a little bit better, a bit better getting to it. Yeah, I'm going to go 7.5. I like the Constantine stuff a lot. I continue to like the idea of him screwing people over to 
get to this big thing. And you you never would think of Constantine saving the day. Now they, I constantly think of that. You throw Trigon, yes, and also you constantly think of him and Phantom Stranger. You, you end up with Trigon giving the eye, you know, a timer. We have to get this going now. We don't have any time, which also then leads because they have the cure. I mean, without that, they're like Constantine. All that shit. Yeah, it would have been funny where they just get the cure and the, we don't need you now. Constantine's like. Oh shit, like dead man. I'm sorry. I didn't Oops. know. Uh, but you have to have that deal where you're going to have both of those going on. So yeah, I enjoyed the art. So some five, but we're going to go to the last book of the night and it is a finale. It's sure a finale is. of a deal. And yeah, uh, it's why do we get these maxi series that we really, really like and they always kind of thud at the end or at least they, they peter out at the end because it keeps happening. That's because with us. a co publisher is fired and for some reason needs to put himself yeah, into a book even, and say goodbye to everybody. Even, even though a lot of people love it and we still do, like even Freedom Fighters ended up like it was better at the beginning and then kind of ended up Peter like the things I'm talking that we really, really like, but yeah, there is a problem when you have to insert yourself in to and say sayonara, that, but to set up a sideways story for no apparent reason. Yeah. Yeah. That was weird. That was just, I, I think it was just him like, Oh, well I got one more issue. I might as well throw out that other character. I didn't <laughs> the new age of heroes is mentioned in the book at this point. I mean, really like that. That's a bold move back right to there. What we're talking about where <laughs> this was originally supposed to be a new yeah. age of heroes. book. Yeah, I actually, think that probably by this point you would have had every one of those heroes showing up but he's like i'm only wanting myself to get paid well, for just sideways. imagine this though you're trying to put stuff together for the new age of heroes that data deal is all about it's like we need to have new characters that's why it's the new age of heroes people don't know the metal men they'll just think they're new just throw them out there yeah yeah it's it's so well even that challengers of the unknown Nobody, yeah, knows, nobody them. knows them. Let's just do Unless new ones. Through through DC it's so fan. funny too. It's like we'll use new ones, but then the old ones show. It was nonsense, but go with your blurb. Metal Man number twelve, written by Dan Deal, with art by Shane Davis, Jason Wright, and Travis Lanham. It's the finale to our Metal Man maxi series, and in this issue, we see everything forced to a conclusion as our heroes are trapped in the dark multiverse, up against the Plutonium Man. When suddenly. Sideways just shows up and saves him. That's it. No fuss, no muss. The metal men go their separate ways as Dan Dio writes himself into the issue just to say goodbye to the DCU. Not the greatest ending to a series that I enjoyed, but thankfully the art remains amazing. Yeah, uh, I, it'd be funny in this where you'd have a part two where, you know, there is... You know, one of the metal men, maybe, or, you know, Will, he's on the phone. I can't get my 5G. Like, just throw everything out there. I just want him to do a, hey, and then have, like, all the, hey, was that Jim Lee that just got killed in the background? Like, he's just going through everything. Uh, it's weird, though, because why I say that is, where's this part that was going to lead to 5G? Do you think that that was changed around at a point, or you just think I, that I no it idea. was just the nth metal in the sky? <laughs> nonsense because even the idea where everything comes together now it's like oh my god we the, the the portal that we had back to our own earth that is shut down we are stuck on a random planet like a random universe in the dark multiverse where the plutonium man is all powerful and pissed off right now well guess what everybody remember my dog rusty that's been in the background for a few issues he was originally part of the metal mammals guys remember those no well it doesn't matter <laughs> it doesn't matter he is here with me and he turns out rusty's not metal everybody he's my first carbon-based robot 10 times tougher than steel and he can change his physical structure and atomic weight by increasing them exponentially i'm sitting here i don't know what the fuck any of that means first carbon-based robot I'm like i don't know why that makes it so like you know the plutonium's man touch does not burn or melt him it just 
he's he's taken care of at this point. We have the end metal man saved. We have Freak, <laughs> the metal man, all of there just kind of standing around. When all of a sudden it's like shit, they, the metal men they 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 combined their consciousness in the alloy. They went against the one thing they wanted, pure independent sentience, and they did this, and it didn't work out. Well, I better go talk to them in the mind. Nth Metal Man, use your psychic metal. Get me into the mind of Alloy so I can break apart the the individual components of my metal men to talk to them to break them apart. I love you guys. We love you too, <laughs> Doc. Thank God. inside you. Yeah, I always loved you. You you ended up, I thought I was teaching you, but you were t- it actually as that moment. You know, I thought that I was there and you're just going through this. And again, like you're ending with just nothing, really. It's just like, hey, everybody, I love you guys. You know, you were always my favorite. Don't think about that other team. But by the way, you ever hear the metal mammals? No. All right. Well, it doesn't matter. It's just so forced. I started reading it. Once you start talking about the, well, he's the card. I'm like, no. No, I, no, I don't, don't need do that. This. No, I don't need that with this whole deal because we were really enjoying this. And then as you end up, I even like at points where things are, you know, hey, Will, we love you. You're the best. You just have the nth metal man staring. And then later with the illusion of, yeah, they're, they're studying going on. Uh, you know, just nonsense, though. I do like sideways shows up out of nowhere. Just to, to make With a random because- person he has saved that we know nothing about. And so it's like, you know, to see this story, continue reading DC Comics essentially because it is just out of nowhere. He has shown up with somebody he has saved on a side mission that we don't get to read about, but maybe later we will. And he is there to create a portal from the dark multiverse. Because they have no way out. Earth. They have no. no way out. So this is just the McGovern. <laughs> Here we go. You got remember sideways? He's stepping out with sideways. And he shows up and just the idea that he shows up like that. And he's like, oh, man, the metal man, I was going to go to that convention <laughs> like that. That's not a clever tie into the series where he's just out of nowhere. He shows up and, oh, don't worry about this person that I'm saving at the moment. I don't even know. Let's all go, people. But, yeah, throughout this, I just love when you go and see the nth metal man. Pissed. And I'm like, I don't even get it. And uh yeah, when they go back, though, I will tell you, once they... Even before they go back, though, when all of a sudden, because Rusty is just keeping the Plutonium Man busy this entire issue, because he, if Plutonium Man actually looks at our heroes, they're all dead at this point. So Rusty is just taking care of it. Oh, my God, Rusty, his carbon base is causing a reaction in the Plutonium Man. He's turning pyrophoric. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that Def Leppard's they're, second album? They're, they're like, oh, my God, they're about to go nuclear. Oh. We've got to get out of here. Here now, does that mean uh, all of us? Oh my God. No, not all of us. We really like this book, and I'm reading this. I'm like, this, this is garbage. It really is. It's just you're ending it in such a bad way that it just I can't. E- I'm telling you, I can't is, th- really this, recommend this to anyone now, even this, this if I want is, because of this. Nonsense. I don't even think I don't even think this is the worst part of the issues ending for the, all this thing. And the thing is, I'm actually mad at myself for going as high as I was. I was still amazed by the art in this because, in my mind, it is some of the best art that DC comics has been putting out and it feels weird to be in a 12 issue maxi metal men series and here i enjoy going into this because i love the way that everybody looks but when we get back to our to our earth and stuff like that like man that was crazy sometime later you see doc working on a new rusty you see the metal men they're all about to go their separate ways but you know what doc 
Do you remember that bar that we went to? No, I wasn't there, but well, we went to a bar, Doc. <laughs> we went to a this, bar, Doc. There was a salty bartender there. I was talking about, I used to work in the funny books or whatever. Come have a drink because we're going to be on our way. And also, before we go, do you remember that room where you kept all our dead bodies that really bothered us? Why did well, don't they worry do about that? that. We went back in there and we just put them back up so they're standing up now, Doc. Thanks. So <laughs> you're welcome. I, <laughs> I, we cleaned it. They actually and and the weird thing is is that like hey duck come in we're gonna celebrate let's keep it going by showing you that we cleaned up the room and picked up the, the other versions of us as if that means anything as they're just that standing was like a museum like statues huh, that's what a I'm museum saying museum of horrors yeah really, it's the museum <laughs> of broken dreams uh, so you, you get all this and like you said they're like hey we're gonna celebrate remember that bar no. All right. Well, we remember it. We're going to go to this bar. And then why? Why do you then have to then say this goes back to the beginning of the podcast where I can't stand the idea of, hey, are they sentient? No. All right. Let's go to town. The idea. I understand that you're going to say this, but but you guys don't need to drink or eat. Yeah, about that. We don't care. And they just go. It's just, it's just, we like the idea of being here. But sorry, it's sitting like Data. Data didn't need to do that, but he wanted to be. He wanted to strive yeah. to be more human. I, I just give them some, you know, like uh, STP, some motor oil, right? They drink that. Some nuts and bolts is a little bit of a, a freaking now, appetizer. I don't know. But just the what? idea that it makes it that much more forced. We're going to go uh, there. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, where this then, guy happens to be, who is Dan DeDio, Dan pretty Dio. much. And even the idea, because we're already at the end where Dan DeDio is going to pretty much say goodbye to everybody reading his book personally. But before we do that, what is more disturbing to you? Because we have the Metal Men all going to go their separate ways. Maybe Platinum's going to hang around because she still loves the Doc. Remember, the Doc loves her, and it's just not a weird sex doll that he created in the in the image of a woman who spurned him in college <laughs> that we found out in this whole thing. Yes. The Doc's a psychopath. But what is more strange in your mind that we're going to have Tin go off and think to himself because we had this character nameless who was the doc was pretty much using this little robot nothing as his psychologist in the beginning as therapist in the first issue of this whole thing where you first see the doc is off his rocker in this but this was a character that Tin had created before to be his girlfriend essentially and it never really worked out because it's just this nameless freaking puppet or doll and he's like you know what guys if doc can go and make life maybe I can and you see he has nameless right there I'm like you're just going to bring this thing that you've been humping for a while to life. And is are you going to be more upset that you're going to like, you know, try this and maybe fail? Or is Doc going to be more upset that he does no longer has his closet mannequin that he screams his problems at? This is the thing. When I first saw it, I kind of forgot about stuff. And when he's like, yes, yeah, and, and I kind of, you know, you see it on the page. So it's going like, I've been watching you, Doc. I'm like, oh, no. But the thing is, I actually thought if that only she had a name. I actually thought that what <laughs> that was at that point, I, I wanted a son. I actually thought that that was a kid. And then he's like, yep, we're going to marry. I'm like, what's going no, Tim on? tried to make a girlfriend yeah, one know. time but in the old continuity. That's the problem, though. He's like, I grabbed this thing. I've been watching you talk, and I think that looks sexy. Now, I can with bring that, life. You're, you're looking through here, and, and all, it, it's kind of a weird deal where we, we we do like the idea at the end of books like this with teen books of characters going off and doing their thing. But for some reason, with the Metalmen, I just want them to go back to the lab and stand around. I don't I'm want them to go you, separate ways. I want ways. them to be the Metalmen yeah. at you know, Mount this Magnus, and they're going to still be heroes and a family. Then yeah. going off doing their separate things. I'm like, it's not this right. Is, like it's whatever it is you want to do the individuality thing because you want to give them a true settings whatever you want to do here 
but you're getting rid of the metal men but essentially. You're and that also getting weird. rid of the metal men. And the setup was I wanted to finally give you your individuality. And when they found out that they wanted to go explore that, but realized that in the end they were family, that they were a team. So the setup is for Doc to say, hey, you guys probably going to go off on your own. You know, you know, I, I heard over there that you were going to go and get like a sex doll from me but you know and they're like no no doc we talked about it we want to stay with you as a team and that's what i thought you'd get we always like to have the you know the uh animal house ending where they go yeah, off yeah. And like he went here he disappeared all that sort of thing this felt weird because of that also though am i not knowing a lot about dan to why suddenly does he have a spider tattoo on the side of his head did you see that? I don't because even know. Because he has to get into the life now <laughs> of what he's doing. I mean, is that what he's gone, gotten head tattoos since he left? Because he has a, a spider tattoo, or it's a but it looks like a tattoo. I don't know what's going on. He's turning into Mike Tyson. You know, it's and, so funny because I didn't even notice that the it, first time it, I read it, too. It's so the weird. idea that he has. I'm telling you, I just want to say it's a spider, but maybe it's one of these weird things where this is a clever way of saying, I'm going to marvel everybody yeah, it that's looks what like I was thinking. Upside, because it, it looks, looks like, like a, a Spider-Man symbol. It does. It looks like that. And I think that that might be something that's going it's a on. a clever Easter egg for everybody. Because there. it's a weird deal. I don't know where you got right, a spider what's there. Weird? Having that there, the idea, it's like, all right, Platinum, it's just you and me left. All the rest of the metal men have left. And even weird in my mind, because in my in my mind, Doc is still a nutcase. But this whole thing, hey, have you heard from the nth metal man? He's still with Dr. Clyburn. <laughs> Sounds like they've been running tests around the clock. And then he just looks down. I bet they have. I'm like, <laughs> for some reason, I'm like, do you think they're fucking Yeah, Doc? that's what he thinks. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, they're testing. I bet they have. They're testing out a lot. <laughs> and that's the whole thing, too, because the Platinum gets up to walk away. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, don't leave. There's so much we need to talk about. Like, in my mind, he just went off in this whole idea, like, Jeanette Clyburn don't want to be with me no more. And that's why Platinum's leaving. But no, it's like, you know what, Doc? How about we just have a dance here? I'll put some you know, music on the jukebox, and you and I can just be together and dance because this is what she wanted all this time. But now that she has real life, who knows what she wants this whole idea, especially finding out that she was made in the image of a woman that just spurned Doc back in college. But then we, is this weird or is it that Dan the Deer, the bartender, just says, here's the keys. Rock up when you're done. <laughs> He's like, I'm out of here, asshole. I got fired. I would have loved if he Looks really like had a sense of humor. It's going to be fine. Can you imagine just like me being drunk, Eric Shade, just hanging out at a bar and all of a sudden the bartender looks like <laughs> you're place, just going to be the fine, place Eric. burns down in a hey, Eric, wonder if you could do me a favor. Here's the keys to the bar. Lock Again, up the place when you're done. You I'm, know like, I'm that, sleeping here tonight. Obviously, we know that it's Standardio saying yeah. he's passing it off. And I would have rather him there. And he's like, they're Don't like, pass so, it off to Doc Magnus. Hey there are there. way more stable people oh, to pass I, I it off to. Him. They're like, hey there, bartender. What, what do you have planned in the future? You're not going to believe the stuff I have planned. It's so great. Every, and then somebody just comes in. I told you you've been fired. And forcibly <laughs> throw him out of the building. But All they're, right, true believers. I'm on my way out. Excelsior. <laughs> To me, my X-Men, you end up where you have these little moments with Dan DiDio, and it's so funny because I'm just, I'm laughing at them all the, but I think that he thinks they're going to be touching, like he's looking at the picture of the mental man, he looks like you're going to be fine. No, no, Dan, they won't be. You're the only asshole who ever thought that there should be a 12-issue maxi-series of the mental man. They're being put away now, so whatever. I kind of thought that, but it's also odd to me because he has the photo of the original metal man here, and in my mind, it's such a weird idea. Looks like you're going to be just fine. I'm like, here you have a picture of the metal man that I love. I love reading about the metal man, and you have fundamentally changed the way they look and the way they act now, and they're no longer team. 
screwed them. And I'm like, you, I was you, you kind of screwed them and away. walked away. Yeah, they walked away. But he's saying he that walked away maybe after what he's saying now is like, ooh, now that I'm not in charge, I can't force my way into making way, this. We, guys? He's like, I can't make this a 24-issue thing, so you'll be fine because everybody will forget about my stupid book. Puts it down. The weird, though, thing is earlier where it's not even Dan DiDio talking. It's the metal man talking to himself, but I think that – it's supposed to be him as well, or at least the sentiment of it, because he's in the foreground smiling, squinting for some reason, worse than you. Uh, and they say none of that matters. Glasses. He says none of that matters. My entire life has been dedicated to that lab and all of you. And while that might be the, And I think that's almost like the thing of like, look at me. I've dedicated my whole life to you assholes at DC, and then you fired me. And then you end up having him being able, hey, you, you lock up. I got my ass fired. I'm going to get out of here. And he does, and, and that's fine, but you, you kind of forced a whole ending scene of just them talking about stuff, and, and you didn't even get to give me at the end, Mercury is the only metal at room temperature no, that is liquid, because now he's going for, you know, I got to get some anger management. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Whatever. How do you like it, too, when the deal? idea when our metal men go to the bar in the first panel after they first walk in, there's Dan Dio right in the foreground. Like, our metal men are talking to each other. That's They're what I'm saying. That's the weird panel. And yeah. you can barely see them, and it's just Dan Dio's face right up in the That's forefront. That's the thing. That's like, where he says, I, my entire life has been dedicated to basically everything going on, and yet you don't focus on who's saying it. You have Dan DiDio in the front. I think that's his little weird way of saying, hey, look, everybody, this is what I did. I dedicated my whole life to DC and all of you, but it's a weird way to play it out. But you end up having the people speaking there. They're not even defined in a way that you can even see anything. And Dan DiDio's right there squinting his ass off right there, right in the front. And it doesn't play. It's like, just the smile It doesn't lines. play out as much, though. It doesn't play out the way, like, I wish that they talked to him. If you're going to do this going, hey, buddy, you, you're going to own this bar forever. You're going to work here forever. As long as they'll keep me. I dedicated all my life, so I hope that they stick with me. Like something like that. Nah, but- I just got a new place at the Baxter building. I'm going to be on my way. <laughs> He's so, so funny. If he Bam, just am I up, right? He just keeps saying all that stuff. Schnicked. <laughs> It's a weird thing to say. Um, yeah, I'm working on this new catchphrase, schnick. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I don't know if you ever heard that. Weird. Tiger. <laughs> wink, wink. Face <laughs> it, tiger. You just hit the jackpot. Hit Here's the, the keys. The Please don't fuck this piece of metal oh, on my bar. That'd be <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because if you did it schnicked again, you're going to be in trouble. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, you, you end up Love the ending this. I, uh, th- this. This ended in a wacky way. I'm telling I, it, I actually I was still wish he just burned high. it down, really. I was still riding high on the idea that I love this series so much. Last this is issue was bad. Last issue <laughs> was bad. And this issue was worse. And so I, this is what I'm saying. They always seem I'm to go, just I'm going down to a bad. 6 out of 10. I, was, I rated it a 6.9. I'm going to be a as well. because i love the yard i love the metal men we're just fina- like you know doing this but when you take your finale <laughs> introduce a, t- a storyline to sideways and say goodbye to dan dudio instead of actually a- doing something just with the at metal the men, end like how, how keith giffen does end up just tearing Burns things down when he down. does it that dan dudio at the end like hey what are you gonna do mercury well i just found out that i am actually not a metal man but i'm like he just tears Turns everything out, apart it was the terrigen mist that did this to me <laughs> I'm an inhuman. I don't know what's going on here. Oh Me my and god! Johnny Storm, it's crazy. Wait right? a minute! I got a, the Eternals are on the line. I'm heading out of here. Oh my! This is the power cosmic that I'm oh heading god. out. They do kind of look like. What happened if one of them like uh, Letterton? Hey, I got to go get me me a, a surfboard. 
Get out of here. All right. Here, where's you the silver server? No, I'm Wes, this, this way. The way you're yelling and screaming, it's like you're a herald or something. That'd be great. But yeah, you just end up getting this. I did like the idea of uh, gold. It's like, hey, I made of gold, but I ain't made of money. I like that. That was a little clever deal. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I'm just laughing at the snake. <laughs> Behind the bar. Oh my goodness gracious! Yes, but I'm telling you, that has to be in my mind an Easter egg that Dan Dio is going to at yeah, least try seems. to move over to Marvel that's at this a, point. That's actually it's just wishful thinking. It's <laughs> actually him filling out, you know, the job application. They're like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "I applied like three months ago. You didn't Look, see you, it in the metal." What are your man? references? He just puts a panel of the metal men there with the Spider Man yeah. logo on him. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep looking at our other options, Mister Dio. Uh, thank you for applying. Thank you. Uh, that's the thing, though. What's weird about it is we're making this joke, and it's so weird. Maybe – do you think it's like one of those, I'll, I'll have them put it in this, and then DC will run scared and hire me back? Because of the idea what, – what, It's a what power is, play. What is Marvel going to hire him as? I, he's not a writer, really. He has thrown himself into writing some stuff. But it's not like this guy is – he is the guy who was you running things. He got fired. the blockbuster fired. huge selling Metal Men Maxi yes. series wasn't enough? I mean – really he ended up was the you know the brains behind this new age of heroes i mean if that doesn't get him the job like what is cb sabolsky's like unless you pretend that you're asian you ain't no friend of mine and he's like well i had this tattoo on my head oh you're in (laughs) anybody's gonna go to that extreme let's see the real tattoo Oh, I didn't really do that. You're out. <laughs> They're like, what are, what are you doing? I could draw a picture with myself with a tattoo. Oh, you stupid. It. Maybe he has the tattoo. Maybe he's, you know, riding around on a motorcycle. I saw oh, so it's a midlife crisis. Tim and Greg Capullo hanging out. To fucking, you end up with that where Scott Snyder's in Capullo's sidecar crying because he's paying more attention to Dan DeDio as they're high-fiving and going around, you know, saying this and that. I don't know what they would say. What, what do bikers hey, say, Eric? Except I, I get know. out of my way, Kel asshole. Bunga, That's dude. what they say to me. <laughs> like, hey, dweeb, get the hell out of the way. All right, Mr. Biker. Stop it. A lot of hate speech in my mind. Stop you, you biker. They're actually like, are you aware that Mercury is a... No, no, no. Stop it. Stop it, Mr. Now, will you agree this is the greatest Metal Men series that you've ever read, though? (laughs) Well... I'm trying to think because I did read that bit that Legends in, of Tomorrow, in Legends of Tomorrow, and I don't know Tomorrow. how much you read it because you kind of went off to make a sandwich during those segments. Well, I, I really, for the most part, that's 99% of every book that we read. I mean, really. Uh, with that, who is this the best? I mean, I did read that. The answer yes. I did read that six issue uh, from 1982. No, you did trip. not. I'm just making stuff up. I don't even know if that's the case. Yes, it would be. And I, I did go. enjoy it for a while. You and did it, Dan. You did it, Danny. I ended up through this where a lot of times I will want to. It's like Hawkman and stuff. And we always talk about it. I want to enjoy something with you. And besides <laughs> Jess, maybe you're Tanya. And... Uh, or our hate, or our hate for any. I enjoyed this. Or hate for any sort of interaction with the real world. We share yeah. that as well. Um, and yeah, I was enjoying it for a while because it ended up. Dan DiDio seemed to be able to get some things that were callbacks for you, a longtime fan, but also not leave me behind in that. It's a very hard thing, and it's the thing that I'm struggling with a lot of things at Marvel, like even the whole X-Men stuff, where it's very hard to keep the interest of old-time fans or at least impress them while also letting people get on board. And I did. And I thought that for at least eight issues, I was really, really on board. It started getting a little wonky, and then the last two were not good at all. I do like this more than that sugar and spike 
uh, you know, yes. story, Eric, that was in that Legends deal, too. So I don't know what that means, but I do like this more. Uh, this is my favorite. This is now Boom. my it's my bizarro of the metal men. Now, this is the best one. They can put that on the trade. Jim said this is the best metal men series he's ever read. With an there you asterisk go. there. But this issue, I'll go you with You heard it here first. I'm actually going to go with a 5-5. Five, five. I'll go with a 5-5 five, five with it. Yeah, it's just it, it's just too wonky Love of an end. And really, seriously, you Love have the, the big, big guy. that The big villain is being detained by a robot bulldog while everybody's talking. Jim, Jim, you didn't realize, though, but Rusty, he was the first <laughs> carbon-based robot. I, I, I did realize that because I was told. But just the idea, if you're going to do that, too, have them in the background of everything just going nuts and falling and wrecking stuff because you just get away from them. This was the big thing. You get away from them just to talk about the love that was always within them. And you taught me I didn't teach you all of that stuff. But that's nice. You could have maybe had that at the end instead of the stupid dead to deal par. Even that, like out of nowhere, did you ever wonder? You even interrupted that stuff to have a sideways thrown in. Yeah, side. Uh, also. All right. Well, what are we going to get here from now? Well, we're here. Why don't I put a, a dime in the jukebox here? And let's see. Well, what's your favorite song? Well, it is This Must Be the Place by the Talking Heads. Oh, my. I must have guessed right. Really? Like, look at look at the amount of things that are in this jukebox, which I don't even understand the top view of it. It's a weird view of how it goes. But the That's idea... Fine. Was there any other song in there? There was three songs. This must be the place by the Talking Heads. It's Raining Men by the Weather Girls, and here we go again by White Snake. She picked the. the it was all. You, luck. you don't think that bar has joy and pain? No. Well, they might, and if no, they don't because then that would have been the pick. That's <laughs> everybody. If that's in the jukebox, that's everybody's pick. Eric, you can't have joy and pain by Rob Bass and not pick that. DJ I mean, Easy really. Rock. Yeah. Oh my John. Come on, come on. I love but that. Jim, song. I love Rusty's it. Rusty's not metal. He's my first carbon based robot, ten times tougher than steel. He could change his physical structure and atomic weight by increasing them exponentially, <laughs> Jim. Do you think that maybe at the end she's like, Hey, uh, can I play you a what's your favorite song? And he's like, Eh, anything metal. Do you think that would be a better deal? No. And then they play Judas Priest, Breaking the Law, right? Something like that would have been cool. You're going to burn it. Any, he's like, anything Twisted with men. Sister. He's like, I, I, I just want to admit, I don't like the ladies. I, I don't it's know. It's Shane Melody. It's just weird that I wish that it would have been more clever than this must be the place by the talking heads. I, I just really, if it's not Mr. Roboto, it's nothing. There is your choice. Why is in the pockets? We're just naming songs now. But why isn't it sticks, Mister Roboto? That's that would be so hilarious. And then he says, "No, I'm you joking." Can't answer that. He's like, "I'm joking." I actually like Limelight by Rush. And then you're, you're confused again. You don't know what's going on. At all. I, I bet you might just said her. I can think of so many other things. Moon that would tie into this. Yeah. Why not? Why not bad by Michael Jackson? I don't know. You could do it all, Eric, but I, I would have had something that was like clever or funny. It was just, I seemingly think it's just Dan DiDio's favorite song. He just wanted to throw it's it okay. out there. Before he leaves, he's like, yeah, I'm more of, you know, I'm more of a burning down the house guy myself or maybe psycho <laughs> killer. But yeah, whatever. You, you can go with what you whatever. like. Yeah, whatever. But yeah. I'm Not gonna, the Stray Cats? Maybe. Maybe we heard no, a little parody of them that. up until now. I don't know. I think you like Rock This Town. You like that song. Don't tell me you don't right. because I know you right. do. You <laughs> jerk. Right. No, just you saying it's all right. Yeah, I know that you right. like a jerk off. 
All right. Well, what is your book of the week? My book of the week is a tie this week between Tales from the Dark Multiverse, War of the Gods, and Batman. Mine is actually, I believe, Deceased Dead Planet, number six. I believe. I'll go with that, right, Eric? I can't remember what I do two minutes ago, but I think that that was my highest. Uh, though I will say I did like the whole Bat-Cat. Uh, enough that that, that was up in the running. So, yeah, you not gave as that much, a seven, I believe. Yeah, I gave it a seven. So we're going to go and talk about what we're going to talk about next week. And we All have right. a couple more Good. books. And with that, we have a couple books that are oversized things and maybe a little nonsense. And we'll see if we're going to do whatever. Tales but, from the Dark Multiverse. Yeah, we end up having Batman Black and White number one. Eric, do you like Black and White cookies? Do you, do you yes. like those? I don't like Black and White cookies. I don't. It's the best of both worlds. No, well, it is if you like one of those or to, if you like both. I don't like chocolate icing. I, I, I'm against it. And I'm so telling you, I, I look like at you white. and I don't know how you don't like anything. Yeah, really. You haven't seen me in freaking nine months. I mean, <laughs> really, what do, you, what do you have? A, a telescope? Don't think <laughs> it's sensitive. That's the joke. Peeping, Calm down, baby. You're peeping, you fat dude. Uh, with this, though. <laughs> Icing, I like vanilla icing. And really, I talked to Tanya yesterday and said to her. I'm a liar. I, true. It was a couple of weeks ago, yeah. maybe. I don't know when I saw it. I don't even know if she's alive. You end up where Logan was talking to me about cake. We were talking about all sorts of treats and sweets, Eric. And As he usual. said, what's your favorite cake? And I said, well, I do like the, you know, the music group. I end up saying, I only like one cake. Hey, tell him, mom. And she's like, uh. What is it like coconut cream pie? I'm like, when the fuck did you ever see me eat a coconut cream pie? There's only one cake that I like. I wouldn't know pie after cake. I don't know. (laughs) This is how she rolls. This is why we have problems. She thinks pies are cakes. I ended up where I only like a dark, you know, a chocolate cake with vanilla icing. That's it. Vanilla icing and the freaking terrible chemical one. That's all I like. Yeah, I told you this. This and it's not even. I know cake you like. Come on, yeah, really, baby. Once because you're my lover. Not my wife. You're my lover, but that's all I'll eat. I only like that cake. Now I, I don't know I'll why we're that. talking about cakes you like because all your kids' birthdays are coming up and yours isn't for a while yet. And I know. And I started yelling. I said this year, no ice cream cakes. I'm so sick of ice cream cakes. We have five ice cream cakes within the next couple months, but screw that. But Bla- Batman <laughs> Black and them. White, number one. There, there yeah, you go. Yeah. Just like a black and white cookie. I'm only going to read half of it. Dark Knight's Death (laughs) Metal, The Last Stories of the DC Universe, number one. Really? It's an Italian. It is what it is. As long as it's not an anthology, I'll be happy. It's an anthology, Eric. I I already told you that I read the Cecil Castellucci. DC's Very Merry Multiverse, number one. That Another one's anthology. on the fence. That one's on the fence there. That, no, 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 no. That's pushed over the fence. Why do you want to deal with a Christmas? I'm telling you, the first story in that, I should actually go and look Eric, to see what I it mean is. The, I the first story is Harley the, Quinn. I don't deal with the fence. The That's first story is Harley Quinn. Do we want to say that this is going to portray her as a Christian or a freaking Jewish person it this should, time? Because it should last be a Hanukkah time we had this story. last year, it should have been a Hanukkah story. It was not. Yeah. Because Sam Humphreys didn't know that she was Jewish. Nope. He didn't know. And then blocked me. <laughs> block my ass because yeah so we'll see but maybe that'll show you i do think that there is a christmas lobo story by tom king in that I uh, there's also another story in there for the league of shadows coming up now is this mm. going to be the league of shadows that the person thinks is actually the league of assassins and just be only watched the nolan batman movies or do you think it's going to be the latest she- lady shiva offshoot that we had in Titans detective run well we'll see who writes it and we'll have to see if you read it or i didn't not, recognize Aaron. the writer is there any stories that have the harlem globetrotters go 
going to an island and saving Gilligan. Is that in there? Because if it's in, we're doing it. But if it's not, we're out. Detective Comics number 1032. <laughs> we end up going through that deal. Mirror what are we blew himself do? up. The we have hush. Gone. We just have hush left. Mm-hmm. Hush your mouth. Hush. Be funny if, like, because the mirror hush was a child. ripoff of the what was it? Timing glass. What glass. Was that? Looking glass. Looking glass. How <laughs> timing glass. Go watch the Watchmen series. If instead of hush, it's quiet. That would be good. Superman Endless Winter quiet, Special quiet. One Endless Winter Part Three. That's fine. I'm sorry. Where's part two? No, no, no. Like, seriously, what, like, like, what was that? Why was it part three? No, oh, you're, you're asking that. That wasn't a joke. It's because we're going alphabetical order, and the Flash is later oh, as part God. two. So we, yeah, we have Superman, Endless Winter, Endless Winter Part Three, uh, Sweet Tooth, Does the Return Number you Two. That they put Flash <laughs> in the T section, even though obviously it's the Flash. But for some reason, it always throws me off when Flash isn't just for an F. I know. It does throw me off. <laughs> it does. Right? Uh, you're going to be reading The Sweet Tooth Return. I'll be reading it. I did read the first issue and I did review it. I don't know if I'll review this on the site, but I'm going to be reading it because I did yeah, like I that first it. book. You you won't, but I, I think I that some it. people like it. I ended up getting all excited because I put the preview and I said, man, everybody's retweeting this preview. They're all excited. And you're like, we'll see what goes on with the review. I put out the review. Three Nobody. people had seen it died. died <laughs> I on the vine. Like, yeah, whatever you want to do, buddy. I'm like looking. Can I add some zeros to that? There, can I? Can I buy a zero or two? Tales from the Dark Multiverse Flashpoint number one. There's Eric Shea's book. He has gone back and read Flashpoint to get ready for that, as yeah. he did the War of the Gods. That's as I do with all of them, for the most and part. And here again, what I said, Flashpoint. Most people know at least the basis of the story. So if you're going to play off of that, you, you don't need to worry. They're going to leave some people you know behind. Funny? War of the Gods, I think, left some people behind. I, I don't think it's going to be that much of a problem or a spoiler aspect, but the story starts out where we would have issue number two of Flashpoint. Yeah. Well, there you go, Eric. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, it is. And uh, the Flash 767 Endless Winter Part 2 is where we'll get that. And All then we, right. And then we have Wonder Woman. Holy shit, Jim. Think about this. The Flash has just left his own Flash Wonder Woman section. has gone him up in my mind to oh the first God. section before He's made Superman. The big leaks. He has her. Well, that's what would happen. That's why I actually, when I talked about the whole thing with Endless Winter and people getting excited, I'd like people to get excited because it does mix up some things and it does get things the going here. Of our podcast. And, and then we go and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> hit Wonder Woman. Get excited, everybody. Get excited, people. You end up with Wonder Woman. It says to escape Liar Liar's warped Wonderland, she'll need to uh, survive Deathstroke. Look, Jim, yeah. this is our last chance. This is where everything's going to come together. I'm going to see that this is the amazing one more run. Issue. I think oh, we have one more, one more issue. Jesus. Yeah, we have one more, and that's I the full out. Wonder Woman endless no, tie-in still. It's that you end up having Wonder Woman have to fight through Deathstroke to get to Liar Liar so that you have the end of Liar Liar. And, uh, yeah, yeah, Deathstroke. He's on the cover. You know, Deathstroke. He probably has the God Killer sword again running around. Swiping and a swipping. You end up where I just want to say that just as we were recording, they did announce Rico Tamaki will not be on Wonder Woman come March. This will be her run here. Where's button for celebrate good times? Come on. Here it is. Here we go. Wait. uh, It goes right here. Celebrate. I ended up saying the whole deal. I I didn't think that it would go on. I thought that that was ever. I know, really. Celebrate good times. Come on. Come on, Eric. Who sings that? 
it's going to celebration. That's cool in the gang, my man. Let 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 him. Yeah, yeah, let him. <laughs> yeah, I told you, I will kill you now. Okay, you don't want to have some funds, do you? Well, those I'm are the books. I'm my ass off. Yeah, really. Nobody else is. You're a jerk. They they just sat and looked. Why would he be so <laughs> Why would so Jim fall for mean? that again? Why would he be so mean to his little buddy? I'm, I'm your Gilligan. <laughs> You're the skipper. You always freaking hit me with your hat. Freaking doing stuff with me after hours <laughs> when the lights go down and they hang up the coconut phones. That's when things get sexy. We yeah, never get really rescued. That's true. They are. We're never going to get it. Uh, but yeah, all those books that I named, two of those will be on the Patreon spotlight that will be picked by the bad asses of the Get Fresh crew. Beep, Beep boop. And now, just- do you have any? Thing that you think is going to happen because last week when I mentioned you don't think you're going to pick War of the Gods, you know, no, that was me saying, no, please, please. I'm because I think I'm calling out just to you because guys. you said that. Well, maybe I just didn't want it. We'll I also, show him. I also want to announce, especially to you, uh, I did not get my Adderall today. They wouldn't give it to me. I, I called it. The, it the guy sense. said that my blood pressure is too high, even though it's lower than before. And when I was taking it, he's being Should've a jerk. Should have gone to the crooked doctor. He's being a jerk, Eric. We'll see. We'll see. He said that when I come back, I have to go back in two weeks, and then they'll check. And man, nonsense. So you could tell I'm all over the place still. But with this, I would say that <laughs> we're going tell. to end up with both endless winter books, even though we didn't get the endless winter start. I think that now they're going to back off and or back into that maybe. But the Flashpoint, those Tales of the Dark Multiverse, they seem to like them. So they might go with that. But if I had my druthers, I'd say Detective Comics and Dark Knight's Metal Last Stories. But well, maybe the you they'll have that, Wonder Woman. And I'm just going to name every one. In the end of the poll, though, it was tied between like, yeah. Wonder, like War of the Gods it was, and Endless right. Winter. So you're it could have right. gone either way. It was just that Endless Winter. Or the uh, War of the Gods was winning before and you had prepared sure for that. So I, I gave you that executive decision at a tie. Um, but yeah. I actually think it might be at least one of the endless winners. And if, if it's not both, it'll be the dark Knights death metal last stories, because I've already said that it's driving me nuts with, but uh, also with that, I've had a bunch of people ask, and I keep mentioning this on different podcasts that I'm on that a bunch of people have asked. They don't quite understand what the Patreon is. They hear us say, Hey, you join the Patreon. And they think that it is just a website and whatnot. It actually, when you sign up, you actually get an RSS feed that you can put in your phone or wherever you listen to your podcast. And it's actually just a feed that you can listen to like any other podcast, just that it's more of like a network. There's a ton of shows, not just one a week. There are a lot. And so if a lot of people said, I would have joined, but I don't want to sit there at the computer. and I, But you don't have to do that it, because a lot of people, we always assume that everybody would know what it, what it does and what it means. But, yeah, you get an RSS feed that just like any other podcast deal. So I, I don't know how to do it. I always assume that everybody's smarter than me. Though. No, people, people actually were asking me the other day uh, leading into this month about it. So I just wanted to spell it out that it's just like, again, another podcast that you'd have. You get it updated every time we drop a podcast and then you can listen to whatever you do, whatever level, all that stuff. So. So that's that. But we're done, Eric. Thank Make you for sure showing me. Make sure that you rate, review, subscribe, wherever no, you get your my. podcasts. What? What's wrong? Smash that like. Can I say that? <laughs> I think you may be so angry so quick. Yeah. The, the funny thing is I'm going to call people out. We never have asked people to do reviews or anything. That is something when I used to. Actually, I'm wrong. I used to say, hey, if you want to rate review and you would sit in the background, I'd never do that. And I think I, I would never do that. And never so had, never will. with that, you People kind of have said, though. because 
yeah, kind of we get some shade sometime of, oh, you're so great. Why don't you have this or that? So I'm like, well, let's start pushing it like everyone else. Nobody's reviewed shit since then. So I'm calling these people out. Get, <laughs> get, get the deal going. At least, you know, give us a review so we feel good about ourselves. Or, you know, bash air. But we'll see how <gasps> that goes. You I don't bash, like this game you anymore. bash me. This thing's shutting down. <laughs> I mean, for, for two days at least, I will have thought that we're going to end it because of that. But then I'll, I'll come back. Eric always gets me out of the precipice and I, I am okay. But yeah, if you'd rate and review us and, you know, Say what you want and whatever. That'd be nice, right? Tell now. a friend. That'd be nice. Tell tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell Phone a, a friend, one. even. A loved one, family member, something, anybody you want to torture. But when you end this, Eric, what do you say? Everybody have a great week. Week. Keep it weird. Weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Catch me outside. How about that?